Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Uh, give me a sack. Sack! Yes. <laughs> How about those freaking pirates? It's a me, a man's a Garcia. Puedes pintar este violeta. Y'all are intimidating guys, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are famous, y'all are celebrity-type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1. In Washington, you can find us on 1250, 930 online, pr927fm.com. And watch the show, be a part of the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. We'd love to have you drop by. Give your thoughts on what's going on in the world of sports, East Carolina and Charlotte coming up this Saturday. I'm calling it our Super Bowl. Gotta get a win against the 49ers. We'll talk a lot about that this week and Saturday, beginning at 10 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We're with you after the game. U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. A lot to discuss between now and then, and we'll do it today and throughout the week here on Pirate Radio Live. All right, uh, we've got Shirley Rhodes in the house. Joey is here, the big dog Glenn Griffin, and to my left, both Ellerby and Chandler Honeycutt. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Hey, Clipper. What's up, Clip? Good to be here. Another football week. Half the season in the books. Half to go. Indeed. What's your confidence level for East Carolina, UNC, Charlotte? (laughs) For for Charlotte? Uh, About a six. A six out of ten? Yeah. That's pretty good. And it's because we're playing Charlotte. That's about the only hope I have right now. Right now on Monday, I'm feeling about an eight. Wow. I'm feeling I'm feeling things would have to go terribly wrong for Charlotte to walk out of here winners on Saturday. So I think if East Care I mean, I don't think it's gonna be an easy game, maybe twenty one seventeen Pirates. You so. know what? Uh, a gentleman named Jeff Nadeau texted me earlier today and said, Don't think about it, just send me your prediction for ECU Charlotte. And I didn't think about it. I just said 21-17 Pirates. Wow. Mm. Chandler, what, what, what's your score? 21-17. <laughs> what? <That's> crazy. <laughs> what? What is the total for the game? It's like 41 and a half, I think. Ah, okay. I knew it would be low. That sounds about right. I knew it would be one of the lowest totals we've seen in a long time. If I was like the big man on campus and was a gambling guru, I think the under would be the big play for the Pirates and the 49ers on Saturday. But I agree. Why'd you call it the Super Bowl? Because... Well, we just need to win, and this is one of our last chance to win, in my opinion. You've had this circled, though, for quite a while, though. Well, I, also because of Biff. We can't lose to Biff. Biff, you know, got mad at Media Day because the, uh, they asked him the same amount of questions as they asked everybody else, pretty much. Um, he's a, a grown man that wears shirts with no sleeves. On the sidelines. He thinks it's funny. You think this is funny? And is that supposed to be funny? We got to beat this guy. We can't, we won't live it down if we lose to this guy. It's more about beating Biff than <laughs> beating a one in five Charlotte team that, yes. that didn't score any points at their homecoming against Navy. Yeah, all that adds together it, as to it, why we need to win this. I, I just, East Carolina is as desperate for a win as they've been in a long time. 
And I, I think this Saturday, I mean, and, and we talked about it last week during during the pregame show on the Thursday night game. I mean, you got to play well in front of your home fans. And the the the, the current eye test on East Carolina football and taste left in your mouth if you're in the Pirate Nation is, is not very good. So having a solid home victory would uh, would definitely uh, bode well for the East Carolina football program and the confidence. Because I think the next week, if you if you want to go beyond look UTSA, then Tulane, those are going to be very two tough games on the road, and then Tulane back here in Greenville. I'll watch some of Tulane Memphis on uh, Friday night. Tulane looked really good. They 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 look very very good. An impressive so, win at Memphis uh, by the Green Wave the other night. FAU ran <laughs> South Florida out of the stadium this past weekend, which doesn't say a lot because South Florida has not been very good although didn't south florida beat rice or so they they've won a game or two this year they they've they've turned it around a little bit with for me it's not even about the opponents right now we we are we just look bad yeah but i i agree with you like after saturday it may not be again till maybe navy or tulsa if you feel good about about how the pirates line up and match up against an opponent yeah in the football game uh, Zach on Facebook says, Bold of Vegas to have us open as nine-point favorites when that would require us to actually score nine points. It did open as a nine-point favorite for East Carolina. It is now at seven. Yeah, I can see that going down because it looks like uh, I think we're in for a, a tight game on Saturday. Uh, Low-scoring affair. Yeah. Because that's what we saw against, and, I mean, uh, that's what we saw with Charlotte and Navy over the weekend. We've predicted these things before where it's going to be low-scoring and then they come out and it's like a 42 to 38 triple overtime game or something so it could happen but all signs point to two struggling offenses against charlotte didn't put up a single point against navy on saturday so they're struggling we're struggling the struggle bowl is on for saturday the bottom of the barrel bowl the the point total gets up if there's some special teams and defensive uh, help and crazy stuff could happen not necessarily defensive and special team scores but field position like where there's fumbles or interceptions that give the pirates the ball in the red zone or you know i mean a muff punt or just just other little things that that could happen in the game that could that could help these struggling offenses if they get a really short field and maybe boost them up into the upper 20s or 30s to uh to maybe run away with the game so that that's that's where i think it would get disastrous for east carolina which i don't think would happen that they, they really hadn't had a terrible turnover bug game where they've just given away a ton of points no, i mean especially fumble wise i mean right. it's been interceptions the app state game i mean flynn threw three interceptions but that was a game after the game we were like all right flynn's our guy but i mean yeah <laughs> you know i mean that's just well you're gonna do an update on that six weeks through the season because clearly by this point we should have answers on who our quarterback is so who's our quarterback well here's the question here, here I, let me who's our quarterback not who's the quarterback but before you answer who's your quarterback, would you prefer that just one of them play the whole game? I don't care. I, Are you a ride or die with no, either I'm with not. either I'm Flynn not. or Garcia at this point? No. Nah. So you don't mind the, the rotation part of it? I mind everything. Games. I mind watching both of these guys play. But we've seen games where like Flynn's obviously the better quarterback between the two. And then Throwing the, the night, football. And then the other night we saw that it was Garcia who was the better quarterback. So, I mean, it's just like a teeter-totter at this point. If you had to pick one, I guess I would just put together an offensive plan for Mason and let him be the guy and see what you got. 
That would be my choice. But that I'm not like dying for that to happen either. I, I would also at Saturday have a play where Mason Garcia is lined up with Alex Flynn at quarterback somewhere in the, like I, I don't know maybe get him the ball. I mean he he can run. He can you know I mean just I don't at this point you got to you got to get creative and and figure out some things and and try new things and and as I said man you get to play in front of your home crowd this year six times and uh you, you need another 44 to zero. Zer. to help make uh, the Pirate fans feel better because we don't have a uh, W when it comes to uh, FBS teams this year. I would like to see a play where Mason Garcia takes a snap and throws it 28 to 33 yards down the field. Take a shot? Yeah. I would like to see that play. I know I'm asking for a lot. I know I'm getting a little greedy here, but I would just like to see that one time. I realize just, just try it. I realize we have deficiencies at the offensive line, but and you know what? If you want to go max protect and just send one receiver out there, <laughs> that's fine. But have nine guys blocked to hear about this guy's arm for seven years and never see it happen once is it's it's a little frustrating. Yeah, I mean it's hard 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 to not to agree. So I thought of another play too. You're at a shotgun. Uh huh. Hand it off to Rajay up the middle. I haven't seen that one before. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Uh, no, nah, I mean, I, I would like to see Mason throw it downfield, but we've been saying that for you talk about six fr- weeks. You talk about frustrating. I mean, just uh, it was like three or four weeks ago we were asking, all right, let's find our playmaker and let's roll with them. And at this point of the season, halfway through the season, uh, you could argue maybe Chase Sowell's that guy right now, but we do not have a playmaker to go to at all, period. And a, a lot of the answers at that point was Javius Bond. He goes down on Saturday. So now you're looking for somebody else besides him. And like I said, Chase Sowell could be your answer, and I would agree with that. But still, East Carolina has not, not found a guy to put the ball in his hands and control a football game. East six, Carolina, ga- six games into the season. East Carolina wins the toss Saturday at 2 o'clock. Do you defer? Want the ball first? Nah, defer. Get the ball in the second half. Get a three and out. We want the ball. ball. We're going to go down and score. Who was that quarterback? That was Matt Hasselback. He did not score. He threw interception. LRB, the buzzing of my phone signifies that Kirk Kraft will be joining us Friday in the Pirate Radio studio. Awesome. Enjoyed having uh, Coach Kraft at the Pirate Radio tailgate zone on Thursday last week. We did have a (coughs) fun weather day and... uh, Good friends at Stephen's Sausage were out there cooking uh, lots of great food. Uh, it was a festive atmosphere, a short tailgate, but a very festive and uh, fun fun day for tailgating and uh, hoping the weather will uh, treat us nice this week. Freeboot Friday back this Friday, so a good way. Homecoming weekend, Hall of Fame weekend. The Voice officially gets inducted into the East Carolina Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame uh, this weekend. Lots of other uh, folks getting inducted as well. And uh, hoping, you know, 2 o'clock kickoff. I mean, when's the last time we had a non-noon, 3.30 or like 6 or 7 o'clock kickoff? This seems uh, like a, a pretty fun time. I like the time. 2 o'clock, uh, very good. So uh, get get to watch a little bit of noon games, I guess, when you're doing the Bud Light pregame tailgate and then uh, get home for the night games. But uh, the weather, weather plays out nice. Should be uh, a beautiful day for football. 
Steven on Facebook says, if he tries to throw downfield, that O-line will have him in the hospital for a month. Steven, maybe I didn't make myself clear. I thought I did. Go max protect. Just snap it to him and let him do it, even if nobody's down there. I just want to see it happen. I, I realize that in a normal play, then he does not have enough time to set and throw it deep. So don't call a normal play. Call an abnormal play. Go max protect. Call a, just a go route. Just something where he can throw the ball just so I could see with my own two eyes that he really can throw the football down the field. That's so, it. So, so Mason's going to go into the huddle and go, we're going to do the uh, clip 92-7 on three. Yes. Break. Here's a question. Takes the snap, chunks it. That's you're, all I want to see. Second and ten. Fine. Whatever. You're probably going to say, I don't care. It could be anybody. Who is that guy you want him to throw to downfield? I know who he does. It's To me, this just kind of reminded me a lot of Bull Durham when Clip's gone out there and told Mason Garcia, hey, hit the guy on the 30-yard on the line in the front row. Just hit. I want you to throw it that yeah, far. Yeah, maybe throw it to him. Hit, hit the mascot. Hit, hit, hit Petey. How about that? Hit, hit the mascot. Petey. Hit Steve the Pirate. Hit uh, Steve the Pirate. He's, he's down there on the 10-yard line. <laughs> my guy, I'll throw it to Jalen Johnson. I like that answer. All right. But if you just want to see his arm and air it out. Hit the mascot. Just throw it, man. Just let me see it one time. Just something different. Let me see it. Or throw it at the opposing head coach. Throw it it at Biff. Biff. Hit hit Biff. Hit Biff right on his belly button. See if Biff can move those arms. I want to see see him jiggle over there on the sidelines. The ball might land in that V-neck of his shirt. (laughs) Wonder what the the temp gets to where he doesn't go sleeveless. Like, would it be disappointing if it's too cold for him Saturday? So has he done that for games, like every game? I watched him when he was the coach of the high school in Baltimore, and that was his same that was his same outfit yeah. that he used to wear. I don't think he probably pulled it off very well at Michigan. As a, Was he an analyst or an assistant coach up there? I can't remember what he was before he got the Charlotte job. But Senior left, analyst, I think. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's got to be a little chilly, obviously, up in Ann Arbor to be going sleeveless when – and especially if you're just an analyst, you you might not do that. So, I would be oh, there. Is that a Michigan shirt he's got no, on there? No, so. that's the high school Michigan. He's wearing the. Uh, he's actually got sleeves on. Does he have just like a sleeveless vest on? Is that yeah, what he? They might have made him go sleeves. Now there. we posted a picture or a video of Biff Pogey after his loss to Navy the other day, and uh, uh, I'm trying to go back and see if he was wearing a sleeveless shirt in that video. Um, gotta go back. Gotta go back. Here's the difference, though. If he's five and one right now, you know how many sleeveless shirts are being sold. He's in a sleeveless Absolutely. shirt. Absolutely, forty nine But he's not. Yes. Well, and it's his first year, and he kind of took over a downtrodden program. So maybe he's trying, trying to get there. Yeah, but he <laughs> he talked the junk like he did the you know yeah picked us last because y'all don't know anything. Only three questions. Well, you're last. We like, people do know stuff. This is he, I mean, he's putting it on himself. If he yes. came in and there, there's a reason why we know this guy because he wants everybody to know him. He wants it all on him, so he, he wants the attention. He's getting what he, he asked for. Is he? I mean, is he a different version of Dion? What's the difference? Uh, much different version. First of all, I've never heard of this guy, and I heard of Dion when I was eight years old. That's a big difference. Dion is one of the greatest players of all time. I've never seen this guy play. This guy's a hedge fund. That's guy. a big difference. He also was one of the best hedge fund people of all time. Yeah, into the hedge fund. That's great. This is a sports in the, show in the business world. Uh, we he, talk football. He is show. the Dion Sanders in the business <laughs> world. So does he have more money than Dion? I would say yes. Okay. All right. If I was guessing, he's that's got a that guess. going for him. Um. 
Dion's blowing leads on ESPN. That he's was shocking. Blowing leads on ESPN Plus. Does he ever have the lead? <laughs> That's a good question. He's he's hoping to blow a lead. <laughs> he's dying to blow a lead right now. All right, so got to beat Biff. Biff got to be it's it's got to beat Biff Day on Saturday. Josh says invite Zach Maskevich back and tell Mason to hit him in the boys. Yes, like uh, happened to him on the sidelines. He is a target. Josh also asking is ECU tanking for the number one draft spot? I think you should get the number one recruit in the country if you are the worst team in football. That's what, I mean, this famous Steve Spurrier quote is, is, is you know, the worst team in the NFL gets the number one pick. The best team in college football still gets the number one pick. So Somebody just, had a good uh, old Spurrier joke that I hadn't heard in a while this weekend. The one, so what, and it was probably just made up the whole thing, but like um, an Auburn library burned or whatever. Yeah. Do you remember that one? Yeah, and then, yeah. then he, he said he hoped none of the coloring books got harmed. <laughs> Something like the, the worst part of it was eight of those books hadn't even colored in yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spurrier had a ton of... Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I was talking about Spurrier this weekend, too. Because Florida and South Carolina were playing. Maybe that was why. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Spurrier had many... I mean, think of, like, obviously he was pre-social media, but his, his, uh, his quotes would have been awesome. For, for fodder on social media, but uh, we shall see. A lot, of, a lot of coaches in college football in hot water right now. I mean, Jimbo Fisher, uh, not a very can't be a very popular person in uh, at Texas A and M. Dave Doran hmm. cannot be a very popular person in Raleigh, North Carolina, right now. Go to Durham, lay an egg. I mean, not, not only I'm watching the NC State Duke game, and and the Wolfpack fans have kind of taken over Wallace Wade, which most fan bases do. And then all of a sudden, their team's losing. You've got three points. You're down two scores. And then the bottom falls out falls out, and you're getting rained on again. It kind of reminded me of the 2002 game when the same thing was happening with at East Carolina losing to Duke when they had the longest losing streak in the nation. And it was just a downpour. I think it was a downpour the whole day. But uh, nothing more miserable than getting pounded by Duke in the rain. So uh, the state fans have got to be frustrated. Texas A&M's got to be frustrated. Uh, there was a list I had of that. There's a lot of teams that uh, I mean, you know, I mean Lincoln Riley laid an egg at uh, yeah. I was going to bring him up at uh, at Notre Dame this weekend. I think I mean he's still got bounce back material because he's still got a lot of winnable games. But I mean he he also could you know he, he some tougher games too depending on how you look at Washington Oregon obviously will be tough games for USC. But Caleb Williams did not look very Heisman esque. Uh, on Saturday, so there, there's a lot of teams that are frustrated in the world of college football. I mean, I mean Alabama won, but they were up 24 to six, and then kind of had to hang on to put away Arkansas. So there, there's a lot of interesting. Georgia had a key injury to their oh man, to Brock their, Bowers out. That, that dude's awesome. Um, so I mean, there, there there seems to be a lot of chaos coming in college football, and, and my big question, and I think one of the answers might be Elko at Duke. But uh, like if the A and M job comes open, or one of these other big marquee job comes open, who who is a? Because you've seen, you know, I mean, obviously Lincoln left Oklahoma to go to USC. Who are some? Where where is where are the big moves going to start coming when? It, or if if somebody leaves and goes to the NFL, who are going to be some of the big candidates that can fix A and M and some of these these teams that are struggling right now? Well, Elko, the, the move to A and M for him would make sense. That's where he's coming. That's where he came from. He was the defensive coordinator there before he took the job at Duke. So, I mean, that right there would make sense to me. Yeah, if Willie Fritz is in the top 25 <clears> again, 
Does he go somewhere? I think Willie Fritz would be definitely a name to watch. I mean, I, I mean, he, 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 I watched Tulane. Man, they look good. Of course, they have you know a quarterback that's that's back with them and, and playing playing football. But man, they 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 seem to be. I mean, they were impressive on the road at Memphis. I mean, I, I, I got down, but were able to come back and win by ten points. Yeah, w- Willie Fritz has done a hell of a job at Tulane. I mean, he he has made them a uh, the 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 team to beat in the American. And let's look at their rest of the way. They've got. North Texas win, Rice win, ECU win, Tulsa win, FAU win, and then UTSA. I mean, they, yeah, they are on path. Who's their only loss? They lost to Lane Train. The Lane Train, yeah. In a a game where they didn't have uh, their quarterback, right? They were without Michael Pratt Pratt in that game. And they only lost by like nine. So it looked like based on just my distance from the, I mean, yeah, I mean, they look like the team that's going to make the, the playoff. They appear uh, appear to be that. Uh, shout out to Oregon and Washington for living up to the hype too. That was a we great hyped game. that game up and it was awesome. It was back and forth, From start to finish. A lot of craziness on the goal line and going forward and stuff like that. Um, but man, that, that was just a fantastic game. I don't know. If, I don't know what happened. I saw Chandler's uh, video, but I walked in the grocery store. And Oregon had just got a first down around midfield, and we're about to close it out. And then I leave the grocery store and see Washington has the lead. They had so they had a fourth down. It was fourth and three. Uh, Washington only had one timeout left. So what you do there, what you would think he would do there, is punt the ball away. Even if you, it's a touchback, they get it at the what twenty yard line. But there you're hoping that your your punter pins them inside the ten yard line. That way they have to go what 80, 90 yards with one timeout. Instead he goes for it, doesn't get it, and it sets up Washington, who's been able to drive down the field all day. They go down, they score, they win the football game. Wow. Uh, so a huge win for Washington, but now they've still got a ton of of huge games coming up because that Pac-12 is just loaded this year. And they may have a rematch <laughs> against Oregon. Same thing with Oklahoma. They're sitting there. Um, you know, they're going to have the final Bedlam game against Oklahoma State. They're also going to have probably a rematch against Texas, maybe in the championship game there. So it's, I think still the rest of this month, has the potential for a lot of uh, craziness, but it, it's going to get wild in college football to see who can survive. I mean, Georgia's won how many? What thirty four in a row or something crazy? So I mean, you know, someone will Florida get them in the largest outdoor cocktail party in a couple weeks? I mean, you, yeah. I, you just don't know with their injuries and and, and everything else. I mean, the, the things 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 could get uh, a, a little crazy. You just I mean, Kentucky's back to back losses now. So I mean, it's just there's a, there's a lot of things in college football to watch out for. Finally, the Big Ten is interesting this week. I mean, I, I haven't watched a Big Ten football game since Michigan and uh, you know, I lied. I watched uh, Ohio State. And liar. You are a liar. liar. I'm a liar. Uh, Penn State, Ohio State. Finally, something to pay attention to this weekend. Uh, that is a nooner. That kind of stinks. Big noon. Uh, but that will be in the horseshoe. Gus Johnson? Uh, yeah, Gus Johnson will be on the call. Big game uh, Saturday night. Duke, Florida State is the headliner, along with Utah, USC. That is, it's tough that that one's in uh, Tallahassee for the Blue Devils. But man, what you talk about Elko stock? If he goes to Tallahassee and drop drops the number four team yeah. with an L, 
then man, Duke is going to be right. I mean, and the cool thing for Duke is they do have that big game with Notre Dame experience that they that they had it at home. But it's a yeah. shame that they let that one go. Notre yeah. Dame went on that drive. They would be six and zero and probably like eighth in the country right now. I mean, they also had the game against Clemson to start the year off on a Monday night. That I mean that. Wallace Wade was more Clemson fans than anything, but they dominated uh, Clemson that night. I remember being mad at Clemson that week because they lived up to no hype. I saw the Michigan-Michigan State game on, on the docket. Not that that's a big game, but that's a big opening <clears throat> at Michigan State. I mean, they they, they uh, put their big checkbook on the line to pay Mel Tucker and, of course, have fired him, but Who's Michigan State going to go out and, and find as a yeah, coach? To get, Irvin to get, Myers. To get back and Court be rep- Irvin Myers. <laughs> I, I saw Charles Huff on the list. Did Marshall lose again this week to Georgia State? I believe mm, they I don't did. Know. I think they did. I believe they did. Yikes. So, uh, yeah, they have taken a big fall, back-to-back losses. Well, to State and then to Georgia State. So State and State. State, state schools are... James Madison's a good team. They're they're undefeated. I watched some of them on Saturday. They they were just kind of blowing out. I forget who they were playing, but they were they were just kind of putting them away pretty easily. And they will not go to a bowl game, which is absurd. Which is dumb. That like was... the, like the NCAA exists with rules. It's like I mean it's it's like laughable. It's like I mean I can put a five win team in, but won't let james madison who's going to go undefeated into you, a bowl game no you have to sit out a year you know <laughs> like 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 uh wide receivers have to sit out for a little bit then oh you can play now uh, yeah uh, at unc so or whatever yeah james but, madison dominated georgia southern over the weekend as much as i hate to say it too you got to give some props to the tar heels they're they're sitting undefeated yeah I mean, uh, they're, they're, they're down the, miami the other night which miami coaches continue to sabotage their team this week, it was uh, a def- the defensive coordinator, I want to say, uh, an assistant coach uh, getting a flag for his team during the game. Yeah, I mean, talking about getting an F in coaching the last two weeks, I mean, that's a big come on, man. Uh, boy, let's run through the chat real quick. We got a lot hit speed round. Jamie <laughs> liked it. We appreciate that. Jerry says, hello, and make sure you behave today, Clipper. My fiance, Miss Tracy's watching. All right miss tracy i'll behave fiance yeah uh, that was just a way for us to be like oh jerry you have a fiance congratulations 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 jerry you're you're engaged wow pike enjoyed the baseball game yesterday made a road trip for barbecue and watched the second game he enjoyed some sam jones for lunch very cool there you go uh jamie says finally time to break out the fall ecu gear my favorite gear pullovers you ain't lying jamie i uh, wore my favorite pirate radio hoodie this weekend I got a zip up today. Great. I love this weather. I got the quarter zip. Puts me in a good mood. Uh, Jamie said Biff looked like he was about to break down. Chad says Biff has what the kids call drip. I wouldn't call that drip. Chad, you don't you're not a kid. You have no clue what you're talking about. Tyler says, could Biff beat up Mike? I hope not. Uh, Does Biff just kind of remind you of Dusty Rhodes? He's got a Dusty Rhodes look to him, definitely. Looks like he wines and dines with kings and queens. Uh, Tyler was confused on why Garcia was pulled when he helped us get the only 10 points we had. I don't know. Jamie says, I'm confused about this team in general. I agree. Was uh, it confusing to you that Alex Flynn came right back in after the pick six on Thursday? Does that or would do you like uh, let's let's keep him in? Well, at that point you got to throw, and Garcia can't throw very okay. well. Yeah. Um, I guess they they probably should have just punted on first down instead of waiting until fourth and two. Just go ahead and punt it away. Gotcha. Uh let's see. 
Tyler says, what's the worst outcome if Mason Garcia throws it down the field? An interception? I'll take my chances at this point. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Newton says, if Biff loses Saturday, I want to see him rip his shirt like in the Hulk. Okay. Um, Eric says, I heard if a 49er gets a penalty at the next practice, they have to sniff the Biff. That's very gross. <laughs> Yikes. Now, let me tell you what. <laughs> That that would be a big deterrent from me wanting to get caught for holding. Tyler said Biff took the DeLorean back just for ECU's playbook. Eric says, didn't Spurrier get caught taking a whiz on a golf course? Cannot confirm nor deny that. I mean, couldn't everybody say they gotten caught or could have been caught? Yeah, I guess you're telling on yourself right I'm now. Going to the bathroom. I, I mean, I, I think... could have been caught yesterday. <laughs> uh, let's see. Tyler says, "You uh, Charlotte and Biff keep PRL on repeat for bulletin board material? Maybe so. If you got the number one pick next year in the draft, are you taking Penix, Williams, or Harrison Jr.? It's still Caleb Williams, but that was a uh, that was not good the other night. Heard a guy on uh, CBS Radio, on Pirate Radio over the weekend, said the Bears, when they win the number one pick, they should take Caleb Williams number one, and then Drake May number two, and then they can't screw it up. <laughs> An RG three cousins type situation. Well, but you go ahead and knock it. You don't have to wait. I think <coughs> the, the 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 skins did it. What they were spread out in rounds. RG3. First and fourth. Yeah. So you just go ahead and knock out the two best quarterbacks right there, and you still keep Fields. <laughs> and you got Fields. Yeah. All right. Good. 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 Good move. John says I think Charlotte might bring five thousand fans. No. Good gracious. No. 500 probably not more like 200 i don't think charlotte brings anybody yeah i heard you say that off the air earlier and i kind of agree with you do that i mean what do you think Hillary? unless unless there's local charlotte ties here in eastern north carolina and they can come to the game you don't think biff has a big following <laughs> <laughs> i think other, biff, other shadow <laughs> biff has more personal fans than charlotte has fans biff's posse is i heard you last week i thought it was a good it's, it's a great question to have you you said that Bryce Harper is a villain to you because he's on the Phillies, but if he was on your team, you would like him? Yeah. If Biff... is, Could Biff fall in that category? Is he kind of like a villain because he's... Once again, here's the difference. You keep bringing up these these comparisons. Bryce Harper's good. Biff's one and whatever. Well, Biff, one was, he was a successful hedge fund guy. He was a successful... <laughs> Wait, why do you keep bringing he, that up? We're talking a, about football. He was also a successful high school football coach. Ellerby, I want a Madden tournament. <coughs> Does that matter right now? Can you be? I want you as my head coach. One <laughs> <laughs> time I want a game of Monopoly. Can I manage your funds? <laughs> uh, no. All right, Biff's in the wrong like area then. Like, would, uh, Bill Belichick doesn't go to Wall Street and be like, hey, hey, I'm here. <laughs> I'm ready to do uh, but now, now, what if Biff show me your portfolio. takes his financial success and starts buying the, right, binds the right players at Charlotte? Then does he become a genius if he gets the right Jimmy St. Joe's? It's on the NASDAQ. 
I, that that would be a way to finding some success on the field, I guess. I, why are you arguing for Biff so much? I'm not. I'm just. I'm, I just. I feel like you're having just a losing argument. Are you Biff's boy? No. Are you a Biffer? <laughs> are you a Biffer? Take that coat off. Yeah, he's wearing oh, a cut off. Such a Biffer. He's wearing a cut off. Oh, shirt on I, a Biffer. I think. I think you guys know me well enough that I do not well wear tank tops or a cut off shirt. <laughs> um, I don't even know if I could do it for like a promo around here. It would just be awkward. Biff. Man, I just think I just think uh, it'll be interesting to see if after three years if Biff has success at Charlotte. I hope not because that probably doesn't bode well for East Carolina. I I've been wrong before, believe it or not. I was not wrong on my NFL picks, which we might get to in a moment. Maybe the greatest week of picks of all time. Not in sheer numbers, but in locks and games I called. Don't worry, I'll clear up that confusion next segment, uh, Joey. Don't worry. Um, we'll, I, I'm going to say he does not, Ellery, but we'll see. All right. But it is more about money than it's ever been, and he's got some of that. Right. The, I, he's got his own NIL fund. I, I think that had to be a reason for the hiring. <coughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think NIL is the most number one thing in college athletics right now, and you got to have a coach that can play that game and raise money and go buy players. And yeah. I, I believe that this conference, if you go buy the right players, is for the taking. Because, I mean, I think Tulane's doing an outstanding job right now. But it's uh, all cyclical. It's tough but, to maintain. But it, but if you can buy the right players to go in with a, a good foundation of recruiting, because I still believe that you have to have a good, strong core group of players that have bought into your system and you develop but i mean i think that the free agency aspect can really help you win now especially in the way this new aac is uh we'll wrap it up with a joke from eric he says miami needs to immediately add tanya harding to the coaching staff at least she knows how to take a knee ellery we'll see you next week yeah that who was that that was eric eric Walk off. That's a walk off. <laughs> that is a walk off. Don't come back in the chat till till tomorrow. Guest alert: Alec Burleson will join us coming up Tuesday. Burley on Pirate Radio Live to talk about his successful year with the Cardinals. So we'll uh, have that for you coming up Tuesday on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a break. Come back when we return. Uh, we will talk a little NFL, more college football. And more with the chat gang. More to go. Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Back with you after this. listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. You can stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken, the half club sandwich with chips, or everyone's favorite, the fried shrimp plate. 
After work, Down on Main Street is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio. Join Down on Main every Wednesday for half-priced wings from 4 p.m. to close. Down on Main Street, on Main Street, in historic downtown Washington. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. So bad, make me feel so sad inside. Great song selection. Great singing, Chandler Honeycutt. I am impressed. Chan. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Monday. Another guest to add to the show tomorrow, along with Alec Burleson, Shane Carden will join us. Captain. Coming up in hour three when we talk to Bryce Williams. Nice. There you go, Shirley. Captain. You want it, you got it. Uh, So looking forward to that. Um, Real quick, you don't have to call me Zay, but I want my flowers. <laughs> Y'all don't need. You don't I'm have interested to, in where you going. Yeah, you don't need to call me Brandon, but I want my flowers, dude. Where's what do you? Where do you think it's going? Well, you said you had a phenomenal week, and we're all sitting nine yeah. or fourteen. Because <laughs> my my mind, my NFL mind is zooming right now. You, I mean, I'll give it to you. You had one. My college good football solo mind is not but my nfl mind has never seen it clearer well, help me understand <laughs> okay. what you have in your mind during that the I'm break i was like man he's about to go he's about to cook well here's and, I, and then he said he was like i don't know what he's going to talk about we all we all oh. literally I, I could you not do that uh that voice we do it all the time when we do that you big, do it too but when you, but that time that time it was a little much a little anyway, spice on it I don't know what they talking about <laughs> but he said we're literally all oh, nine and he's like we're all 9 and 14 this week and I was like then what is he doing well, first of all we're at 9 and 14 we're 9 out of 14 is that what you're trying to say 9 out of 14 okay 9 and 5 yeah but like alright where are you going with this well first of all I told you two Thursdays ago what was going to happen in the Washington Atlanta game. Okay, yes. Okay. I said and, that during and I believed you while then. Washington was getting blown out. I said I don't I, even know who they play next week. I believed take you take the Washington money line. I believed you then because you know why he did it in Carolina. Easy winner. So I nailed that one before I even knew the game. Pretty impressive. I mean that great job. <laughs> also, pick of the week. Lions minus the three against the Bucks, which I agree with you on that. Again, these are all picks that everybody chose. <laughs> like, what is, that's what's why I'm going confused. I'm, I'm waiting for it. I think there's on, there's one that you could kind of boast about. Yeah. Kind of boast about. There's one you can that absolutely. That was the greatest boast about. pick in Friday PRL Football Friday history. The Jets outright winner against the Eagles. And you were the only one on that. So of that, course. I applaud you. Because you have I to be an absolute you. madman to be on that. <laughs> and I was on it. I said that something's fishy here. Something weird's going to happen in this game. And y'all are sitting here acting like it's not impressive. And that's fine. Where was your Browns over the che- uh, the, the 49ers pick? I didn't need that because I had all these other locks. Three. three. Other are you really impressed with the Lions pick? <laughs> I'm impressed that my that was my pick. I of the will week. say this: the Eagles pick, I mean the Jets pick over the Eagles. You know what? That is awesome. Yeah, that's great. That, that is, is impressive. impressive. Appreciate it. The thing is, though, but here's what you should have done. I'm building Clip. a sandwich. This is where you messed up. 
You should have just went straight to the Jets pick over the Eagles. Why? You didn't have to talk about the Commanders winning. You didn't have to talk about the Lions winning. We already knew. I'm, we what I'm saying is, games. it's not a fluke. Like, I gave you multiple easy winners. But we also picked that. <laughs> so, what's that's not impressive if Channel Honeycutt picked it. Uh, don't, don't do that to yourself, man. But don't get me wrong. You know what? I'm going to give you a flower for the Jets pick over the Eagles. One single flower for an underdog that big to win outright? I'll give you half a dozen flowers for sure. I mean, y'all, I think but as, as y'all are haters. That's fine. As viewers of the NFL, we all knew Eagles were going to drop one. Oh, now everybody knew it. Okay, good. You knew it. So who did you pick? Joey, that's I, not a good thing to say. What? Everybody it, knew it. Obviously, yeah. an undefeated team's going to drop one. Weak. Now you look weak doing that. That was my argument Friday. They're not going to go undefeated, so I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I just said. I'd applaud you. I applaud you for guessing the Jets. That's a big one. I did not see the Jets beating the Eagles. But that's the only thing you did the week. We all went 9 of 14. Nine, 9 of he 14? He said 9 of 14. Say 9 and 5. 9 and 5. All right. I guess I'm not going to get my flowers today. That's fine. <laughs> Are you upset? That this I, maybe I'll make I'll give you a full dozen if the Cowboys win tonight because then you win the week outright. Me and Joey Because right now, me, Danny, and that's, <laughs> if, that's if the situation are, I had. If y'all aren't running to Virginia to take Dallas right now, then something's wrong with you. I'm sticking with the Chargers. I mean, we can't change it. But I will say, that will uh, put you over the edge. If the Cowboys win tonight, then you beat everybody. Gosh, then we got to come back tomorrow and I got to do all of this all over again? Because y'all want <laughs> like to be really, You really dread it, don't you? You're really, you're really upset about it. We've got way more things to talk about. How much have since the clock hit zero in that football game yesterday? How much have you been thinking about coming in here and talking about that? I mean, it hasn't consumed my mind. I had other things to do today, but I thought Jamie. Uh, here's Jamie. I thought about Clips Jets comment first thing when I saw them win. Great pick. I wouldn't have made it. Exactly. Exactly. And what, what did Joey say? Oh, everybody knew they were, the Eagles were going to lose oh the game. I mean, I'm just using your words. That's what right, you said. You're right, you're right guys. Yep. I'm using your words. I wouldn't, I'm not going to paraphrase you. I'm not going <laughs> to take out of context. I do want to say impressive pick. Thank you. I appreciate it, Chandler. I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to leave this segment with you thinking that I'm not impressed by that because I am. I appreciate it. But, yeah. But, what do you mean, but? I put like, <laughs> why do you guys say but? A whole segment to, to, to talk about it? I, I just, I, I'm on right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm winning games right now. I, look, you're on one. I'm winning. And, and you're on, you're on a hot streak. My Memphis plus five didn't hurt, uh, didn't work out the other night. No, Our because I'm not feeling it. I'm not, I'm not at your level right now. Mm, you know what else didn't work out? Remember we talked about Fresno five and a half. Yeah. They scored a touchdown, and it was late. And all they needed to do was kick extra point to go up six. They went for two, didn't get it, one by five. Brutal. Um. By the way, he is a man. He used to be 40. Mike Gundy. Got it done over the weekend. One of my picks went one and one with Oregon losing, though. So I had Oregon winning, but they lost. Thanks to that decision by Dan Lanning. 
Uh, oh, did Oklahoma State beat Kansas? Yes. Dang. Kansas was winning late in that game. Yep. It was a tight one. He's a man. He was 40 about 14 years ago. Back-to-back good wins for uh, the Oklahoma State <laughs> Cowboys. Tyler said Tulane got a $10 million gift for athletic facilities upgrades. Wow. Corey Glore must be doing good down there. Let's take a break. Apparently, uh, apparently everybody picked the uh, Jets to beat the Eagles outright. Not as impressive no. as I thought it was. I told you it's impressive. It's great. Apparently everybody knew Washington was going to win yesterday. <laughs> we did. Apparently I mean, everybody actually, had the lines. Not, I everyone Washington. selected yeah. the commanders. Everybody yes. had the lines minus three. Uh, <laughs> everybody, okay. I did not. Everybody. Three money line I guys. knew the Lions were going to win so much, I bought them up 10 points. And they still won for me. You did not. No, I'm just kidding. Let's take a break. We'll come back and wrap up our number one Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Back with you after this. But you can see it in my eyes. Don't deny that You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, getting closer and closer to Halloween and Greenville's premier Halloween superstore is Halloween Express. It is right next to Target in Greenville. They have masks, costumes, decor, and more for adults, kids, and everybody in between. Open seven days a week. Easy to find. Right next to Target, Lisa and Clay Cartwright uh, owning and operating that store, which is celebrating 25 years in business as Greenville's local Halloween superstore, Halloween Express. A quick look at ECU Athletics. And we are in the midst of the best volleyball season ever here at East Carolina. Two more wins this weekend over Temple. The Pirates are 16-4. and four. They're 7-2 and two in conference play. They've won four matches in a row, and they'll put that streak on the line Thursday when they face Memphis. Uh, they have a doubleheader coming up with Memphis Thursday and Friday. Thursday at 6, Friday at 1. So trying to stay hot and keep playing uh, great. So congratulations, uh, Adler, Augustine, and the volleyball program. And congratulations to uh, the ECU soccer team as they drew, well, a draw. Uh, they were they basically stole a point from the jaws of defeat yesterday. They were down 2-1 to one with 10 seconds remaining in the game. 
and uh forget her first name but her last name is abbott i want to say it's annabelle but don't quote me on that but uh she scored the equalizer with seven seconds left to go in regulation they ended up uh with a two-all draw with tulsa so that keeps them out of the loss column but it was a hotly contested game throughout uh the entire match so uh congratulations to the soccer team i think they won't be back in action until this weekend or is it next week i can't remember thursday oh is it on thursday yep okay on the road at smooth i I get the um the uh volleyball and soccer schedules mixed up sometimes so uh so yeah they'll um be uh back in action on thursday but uh good job staying out of the i don't know how that works in terms of how the standings work with the draw but they definitely didn't lose a point there so uh you know good for them because they're still having a pretty successful season fourth draw of the year eight three and four Mm -hmm. they are three one and two in conference play okay well there you go so uh great year for gary higgins and the ecu women's soccer team uh we will talk a little baseball uh, at some point this week too and let you know what went down east carolina scrimmaging over the weekend uh, against clemson so uh chandler did you go out there i did not i was back home this weekend i went out well i'll tell you what happened i i was leaving the soccer uh, match after it was over i think baseball was either had just started or yeah they just started i think they might have been a couple of innings in and i was walking to my car because pirate radio listener robert matthews was in attendance and he had won a prize earlier in the week and had, and uh, asked me if i would meet him at the ball field to bring him his prize so i had it in my car i'm walking over to my car and two cars over from mine is a young woman who worked in the concession stand who was very upset that a foul ball went right through her back windshield of her mm. car and was very upset. And uh, I don't know who she was talking to on the phone, but they got an earful. But uh, thankfully, and I'm sitting there counting, going, one, two, uh-oh. That was awfully close to my car. So uh, I need to keep that in mind the next time I try to... Please be somewhere aware near that there are foul balls that are hidden to the stands and out of the stadium. stadium. Yeah, I Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it missed my car by t- by two spaces. Um, but uh, and I know that uh, I was told that Alec Burleson was in attendance. I heard Connor Norby was back in town uh, to attend uh, the game yesterday. So very interested to see how that went. We need to get a hold of DB. Where's DB? I don't know. Man. Paging DB. I don't he know. He could where give DB us an update is. if he'd show up once in a while uh maybe he'll show up if the patriots ever win a game so he may never show up again yeah chandler did we mention the uh big panthers news today uh we have not but i will be glad to announce it i tell you what let's take a break because we'll uh run over the nfl scores from sunday when we return and give you a uh panthers news bulletin that was reported earlier today oh yeah now i know what you're talking about because i was thinking to myself chandler's head might pop off when he sees this headline and i was screaming about it about two or three weeks ago. i know that's why i thought uh chandler's head may explode well i uh, have that we'll have bb brian bailey in hour two jason nichols hour three and more with you the chat gang when we return pirate radio live on a monday after this if you don't like Look around you. At least you got friends. Come on, lady.
Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit CarolinaCaliberCompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. You can make a difference. Your tax deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one time donation and GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Let's run down uh, what happened Sunday in the NFL. Do you need some NFL music? I need some uh, music to accompany me. All right, one moment, please. The Carolina Panthers took a 14-0 lead on the road against the Big Bad Dolphins. Chandler, at that point, what were you thinking? We're going to blow it. That is the truth. Did you think you would blow it by halftime? Oh, I, I mean, I knew it was going to be quick. I knew it was going to be quick. So we go to the second quarter up 14 because that Adam Thielen touchdown was with six seconds to go in the first. So um, I knew we would at least be tied by halftime, and we were tied within like six, seven minutes. Um, I was like, man, that's pretty impressive. And I kind of did get hyped when I found out. I was actually on the golf course listening to Nishroff and the broadcast crew uh, calling the game. And when I heard that Adam Thielen had had that touchdown to go up 14 to nothing, I said, all right, let's go. I like this. 14 nothing Panthers. And I quite I quickly thought to myself, this is going to change, and it's going to change quick. And next thing I know, I hear that we go for a fake punt, which I like because you have nothing to lose. Why not? I like the call. They don't get it. And that's when I was like, yep, here they go. Here comes the mighty Miami Dolphins. And it just it got turned into a blowout quick. I mean, I think it was somebody – today i think it was you that says how can a team that's favored by two touchdowns get down two touchdowns and then cover the two touchdowns spread with ease that would be because you're the miami dolphins and it's also because you're playing the carolina panthers (laughs) it was fun while it lasted don't get me wrong it was great i mean i told shirley today i was like well First thing I noticed when I walked in is that she had the Miami Dolphins hat on that she got on a couple that she got a couple of weeks ago. Good move by Shirley. Rightfully so. Your team won. Okay, awesome, great. And I said, let's go ahead and hang the banner that the Panthers were up fourteen to nothing in the second quarter against the Miami Dolphins. Let's hang that banner right now in Bank of America Stadium. Let's do it. Let's have some pride about something. Let's get hype about something. Let's get fired up. And you know why I can also get fired up about the rest of this season? Why? I'll go ahead and break the news that broke earlier today. You're going to re-break the broken news. 
I called for this in my rant a couple of weeks ago. I went off on the Carolina Panthers. I went off on Frank Reich, who refuses to turn the play calling duties over to Thomas Brown until the day. He finally got the sense to say, hey, let me give you the play calls. Thomas Brown will be the play caller for the guys in black and blue the rest of the season. So Thomas Brown, the 37-year-old offensive coordinator, will get his chance to call plays and let Bryce cook. And, man, this guy, if you don't know him, uh, I heard Frank Reich talk about him. He's an offensive genius. He's a stud. Did he call him a stud? A stud. The Panthers have been holding this guy back all year long, but now it's time to get real. Now it's time to get funky, funky. (laughs) Funky. Two hops now, y'all. Look, season's over with, but now it's time to develop Bryce. It's time to get some sense of urgency offensively. It doesn't start this week because the Carolina Panthers are off. They have their bye week. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus but, makes the bio, the NFL schedule? Yes, he does. And he gave the Panthers the bye week after they started 0-6. Thank you. Um, and we'll see that next week when the Carolina Panthers play host to the number two overall pick, C.J. Stroud in the Houston Texans. So, very excited about this decision. I wish it could have been made earlier. This is going to be the big change. I'm not saying... I mean, like I said, the Panthers season's toast. But... I am excited to see some sort of different system, some sort of different play oh, calling. They're about to shoot their shot. They're going to shoot their shot. Let Bryce cook, and I think this is the way to do it. Let Thomas Brown cook. Let him take over the play calling duties, and that's exactly what the Carolina Panthers decided on today. Now, is that because Frank Reich decided to, or David Tepper you, you know, was talking into his ear and saying, hey, you might want to make a change here. I don't know what it was. It doesn't matter. The decision has been made, and it's a different play caller in Carolina starting next weekend. 2023 NFL MVP, Tua Tagovailoa, 262, three touchdowns. Okay. You okay with me calling him this year's MVP? I don't care. Ask her. I mean, think about it. Look at the amount of yardage that they put up every single game. As a matter of fact, I believe that they were only second to the greatest show on turf in the standings in terms of the amount of yards that they have accrued in the first five weeks of a season, six weeks of the season. You have to check me on that. I saw that stat during the broadcast, so I didn't catch it. Um, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So right now, they're clicking on all cylinders, really. I mean, now, granted, some of the teams that they have played are not exactly your higher caliber teams, i.e., sorry, Chan, the, Pan- the Panthers. They're teams of, the, of a Carolina caliber. Yes. Well played, sir. Um, now they're going to be playing. Ne- but, see, I think the real test is going to be next week when they play a really pissed-off Philadelphia team. Because they dropped one to the Jets. Hey, Clip picked them. Clip picked them. What a pick. And it was. Anybody else pick that? It, it no? Was, it okay. Was, it was a gutsy pick. I wouldn't have done it, considering the fact that the Eagles had been playing very well. But the Jets had their number. Now they're mad. And they're going to have to play, you know, a, a rather angry uh, Philly team. So we'll see how that plays out uh, next week. And I think we'll have a better idea of 
just the type of team we're going to have. But until then, we are 5-1, and one, which means we have not been 5-1 and one since 2002. It wow. has been 21 years since we were 5-1. and one. I am riding this donkey as far as it will take me. Or dolphin. Ride the dolphin. I'll ride the dolphin. So the NFL is designed for everybody to be even, pretty much. And you look at the leaders in yards this year. Yards. Eagles, 395. Chargers, 388 a game. Lions, 383. Chiefs, 382. Bills, 374. Niners, 371. So you're talking about a difference of 24 yards there between those upper echelon teams. Yeah, and teams that typically will throw the ball quite a bit. Miami. Mm-hmm. is averaging over 100 more yards than the second place team. Preach it, brother. Say it again. Say it again. 498.7 yards per game. Yeah. More God, than, that sounds so pretty. More than 100 yards more than uh, number two. Uh-huh. Who's last? Uh-huh. uh-huh. The Bungles are averaging 256 yards per game. Yeah. Almost 250 yards behind the Dolphins. That is Mm -hmm. insane. Mm -hmm. In the membrane. Let them eat. Let them eat some more. It's Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Let them eat. What do those turkeys have cooked up for Thanksgiving? I don't know, but I... Can we get seriously serious? For a moment, yeah. No. Uh, Keaton Mitchell put on a uniform yesterday, right? Yeah. And that's all he did. did. But he didn't do anything other than that? No. They said that he played special teams. I didn't see it. Uh, he didn't register a stat. I was looking for him. I did see where he was getting down the field quickly on special teams or something. Okay, so, so he may have taken the field. Yeah. But earlier today, they had, uh, it was, uh, God, which one is it? John Harbaugh? I always get them two mixed up. John, John. Harbaugh. Thank you. Uh, I'm like, I keep wanting to call him Jim. Um, but anyway. Here we go, Jim. They did. <laughs> Here we go, Jim. Um, His name is John. John. They interviewed him at a weekly press conference after they returned from London. They said that, uh, you know, John Harbaugh said that, you know, Keaton's got to earn it just like everybody else, but he does expect him on the field as a running back next week. So take that for what you will, but I think we're getting, we're inching so much closer to Keaton Mitchell season for the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens win it yesterday, 24-16 in London Town over the Titans. Titans! Titans are 2-4. and four. Commanders win. We were talking about all the yards that uh, the Dolphins put up. Listen to these yards. Washington Commanders, 193 total yards. Yo, what? 193. And you scored 24 points? <coughs> Sam Howell at 151. Only 72 rushing yards. But it doesn't matter because the Falcons quarterback stinks. Desmond Ritter, three interceptions. What a fun game that LRB went to yesterday. (laughs) We didn't talk about that at all. I know, we didn't. 24-16, Commanders win. Whoopty freaking do. They beat the Bears, they'd be 4-2 right now. They're 500, baby. Let's go. I'm just. It just made me more upset watching that game yesterday. Can you uh, let me uh, let me just quickly rant? Can you be thankful, man? Can you be thankful that you at least have some wins? 
Nah. Come on, man. That's it. You shouldn't be thankful for wins in the NFL. Everybody's supposed to win a few games just because you your could team... be me and not have one. Yeah. So you should be less than thankful. You, I'm not thankful at all. You should be like... The only thing I'm <laughs> thankful for is Jesus making the schedule and putting the bye week this week. Yeah. Here, baby Jesus. The Vikings have two wins. The, the Titans have two wins. Should they be thankful? <laughs> You're 500, though. You're in the mix. What mix? He <laughs> <laughs> didn't know mix. Vikings 19, Bears 13. I don't have much to say about that one. I don't uh, have Bears. a lot to say the about Bears that. The Bears brought in a guy I've never heard of. That's always fun. Tyson Badgett. You a big Tyson Badgett fan? Tyson Badgett. He went 10 of 14 for 83 yards. <laughs> yeah. And an interception. Justin Fields coming off dissecting the commanders 6 of 10. 58 yards interception. That's why I'm had. That's why I'm not thankful. Because we lost to that. Don't you say it. Don't you say it. I haven't cussed all year. You should you should be allowed to cuss once. Like save it up and for a good time. This is when you would want to do it? Nah, I guess not. You don't want to save it for like a fifth quarter? Because that's usually when it happens. <laughs> I reckon I'll save it. Bengals beat the Seahawks 17 to 13. This was a weird game. I feel like Seattle was on the verge of scoring every time Red Zone went over there and they just couldn't do it. Because they had yards. I have a question. Yeah. Um, I know he was there because I saw on his Instagram story that he was in Cincinnati with the team. But did Holt Naylor's dress yesterday for the game? No, he was butt naked on the sidelines. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. I, I, I know you hate that. Like saying dressed. No, that's fine. I know what you mean. Um, I don't know. Was uh, Drew Locke there? I, see, I don't know. Does anybody know? Let us know. Well, I didn't see anything to where he was activated. So, I mean, and I know that Drew has been battling an ankle injury. But I didn't I didn't see anything. Now, he may have been in attendance, but I don't think he would have been. He was there. He was on the side. I just yeah. didn't know if he was in pads or not. That was uh, a final question. Chad makes a good point. He says everybody is still in the mix. I guess, Chad, you should say everybody should be still in the mix. I mean, we're in mid-October. And my team doesn't have a win. Jamie says Minshew was not good. We'll get to that in a moment. I told you he wasn't going to be good. Minshew's only good if he comes into a game, not starts a game. I know. Which is You gonna, also called that. Which is also going to bode trouble I mean, for Minshew. That was another one I called. This guy right here that's gonna spell knows tr- what he's talking about. That's going to spell trouble for Minshew because he is reportedly likely going to be starting the rest of the season. So that may be an issue huh. if your theory holds up. Yeah, who's going to win that? I guess Jacksonville's won three in a row now. So maybe they are the team to beat there. Uh, Browns beat the Niners 19-17. to Panthers lose. While P.J. Walker beats the 49ers. That's nuts. P.J. Walker. That makes zero sense. Browns defense, for real. Although, the Niners had, what, Debo and McCaffrey get banged up in that game? Mm Mm-hmm. So, they got some issues. Jags, 37. Colts, 20. Three picks for Gardner Minshew in the loss for the Colts. Texans, 20. Saints, 13. 
I can't figure out a lot of these teams, Chandler. I can't figure out the Saints. Who's going to win the NFC South this year? Um, uh, man, Falcons lose yesterday. I don't know. Uh, pick one. Saints. No, no. I'll go Saints. Yeah, I guess Saints. Who are you going to say, Bucks? I was going to go Bucks, but I could just see a, a complete downfall here soon. You know what else I said? I said Baker Mayfield throwing his third interception in that creamsicle jersey. That how was many, the, the vision you saw? How many? Yeah, he only had one. Wow. He Although, was, I appreciate the creamsicles. That takes me back to my childhood. I love how everybody freaks out about those and like, oh, bugs by a million. They're wearing the creamsicles. Do you realize how bad they were in those uniforms? They were terrible in those uniforms. They were the worst uh, ever, all time, that people get jazzed up for it. And what do they do? They go out and lose to the Lions. Well, I mean, I'd like to, I appreciate that because it harkens back to my childhood. I wasn't a Bucks fan, so I appreciate that they lost all the time. You know, but... I, I do like the throwbacks every now and then, and they had the most probably, I don't want to say the most iconic because that's not the right word, but the, probably one of the more recognizable throwback uniforms. Because they're so bright. They are so odd. And bad. Odd. Chandler, who's the worst team in the NFL? You really want him to answer that question? Yes. The Carolina We're doing Panthers. something. Okay, who is the second worst team? Uh, the Patriots. You are correct. The New England Patriots. How about that? Hey, we didn't even plan this segment. That's exactly how I wanted it to go. Well done, Chandler. I was thinking the Bengals, but the Bengals have a no, better. Did they, they have a better record than the Patriots? They had three wins. Okay. Patriots fall to the Raiders, twenty-one to seventeen. Jacoby Myers. Yeah, I talked you out of a. Uh, at least I saved gas. A first touchdown bet. At least I saved gas and didn't go to Virginia. And I thought, okay, Jacoby Myers is going to have a good game, Chandler, but I, I didn't want to go first touchdown because he just did he that. He did it. Yeah, I know. I, I completely agree. I agreed the other day when you said it, and I backed off myself. I could have chose myself to say, you know what, screw it. I'm going to choose Jacoby Myers' first touchdown score anyway, but I didn't. Raiders win. They're 3-3. Three and three. Rams are 3-3 three and three after beating the Cardinals 26-9. Cooper Cup. Still good, folks. Seven, 148, and a touchdown. Who is this Kyron Williams dude? Where'd he go to college? It's like Oklahoma or something. How did Puka Nakua do with uh, cutback? Kyron Williams. Notre Dame? Ah, okay. He went to Notre Dame. Kyron Williams, huge game yesterday for the Rams. You're asking how Puka did? Mm hmm. Puka, four for 26. Mm. Rams have the coolest names of uh, pass catchers. Cooper Cup, 2-2 Atwell, Puka Nakua. They got a guy named Higby. Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby. Great group of pass catching names for those Rams. And they win it over the Cardinals yesterday. Jets, 20. Eagles, 14. Jalen Hurts, three interceptions. Great pick, Clip. Hey, great pick. Great yeah, for pick, those man. that don't know, I picked the Jets outright That's Friday. That's a great pick, man. One of the greatest picks of my life. Uh, Lions, 20. Bucks, 6. Lions are for real. And you know why they're for real? They're not for that real. Defensive, that defensive front they're the is real something else. Deal. They're the real 
deal. I yes, think sir. Shirley just said it. Why they, are the lines for real? Their defensive front is something else. This year, they have a defense to go with their offense. Yeah, their defensive front is just relentless. Aiden Hutchinson is a monster. Let's play the uh, guess the lines record. So they're five and one. At Baltimore, I'm going to give them a loss there for two losses. Okay. Raiders at home win. At Chargers, that's a win. I don't like the Chargers. First Bears, that's a win. First Packers, that's a win. At Saints, that's a win. At Bears, that's a win. First Broncos, that's a win. Oh my gosh. At Good Vikings, Lord. that's a win. At yeah. Dallas, that's a loss. Versus Vikings. There is a real chance. That they, they only lose three games all year. Fourteen and three. Now they that's, might. That's let's crazy. say even they lose. There's going to be a head scratching game. Even there. if they lose three of those games, I just said. They go eleven and six. Like that's where the lines are right now, man. Good for them. I was wrong on Dan Campbell. He's the man. And finally, what was that game last night? I was watching a show and following along. What was what is that? Bills fourteen, Giants nine. How? I did not. I, I, I did not watch the game until the very end when uh, the Bills missed the field goal, and Tyrod Taylor, who I remember playing against East Carolina on that Thursday night when Virginia Tech came to town and played East Carolina. He's now leading a potential game-winning drive for the Giants at the Buffalo Bills. Giants get a call at the very end of the game. With two seconds left, they they take their shot. They shoot their shot for the end zone. They get a defensive pass interference call. Puts them at the one-yard line. Wow. Play action. Tries to go to the tight end. Darren Waller in the back of the end zone, who he tried to go to previously. And I think that there was more of a defensive pass interference call on that last play than there was the, the previous play. No call. Bills escape with a win, 14-9 over the Giants. Wow. Guess who the Giants who, play this week? Who do they play this week? Commanders. You want to know why I'm not thankful, Chandler? You want to know why I'm not excited about getting the 3-3? Three and three? Tell me why. Because they are about to lose to the Giants on Sunday. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, you were getting ready to call that. Speaking of the Giants, first of all, they have a patchwork offensive line. They called in Justin Pugh. Did you see his... Pugh, uh, pew, 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 pew. Did you see... You know how they do the intros of all the different players on offensive defense, and they'll say, you know, so-and-so from Notre Dame or some local high school or something like that. Justin Pugh's answer was Justin Pugh straight off the couch. That was his answer because he literally was sitting on the couch when he got the call to come in and play because of all the injuries that the Giants uh, what are you doing over there? No, he's waiting for you. He's just cooking. He's he's stirring something up over there. I don't know what he... That's all I had to say. Please proceed, Chad. Let's go ahead and do this now. Let's go ahead and let's do this now. You think the Giants are going to beat the Commanders? I'm going to think. I know. I know the Commanders are going to win this week. Do you want to put ten on it right now? And do you want to shake my hand right now? And do I need to cheer for your team for you this Sunday? No, just put because five I on don't it. want to cheer for my own. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Put five on. Let's it. put. 
put five on it. I don't it. want to do that right now. My mind might change. As of right now, I have Washington losing to the Giants on Sunday. Is that going to change from here until Sunday? Do you it really might. So? It might. So I'm not do- ready to do it right now. All right, Friday when we do our picks, if you still have this same feeling, I, I'm, I'm riding with the Commanders all week. I don't like what you're doing right now. It's reverse psychology. Somebody's got to cheer for him. I mean, I feel... I don't like, have anybody to cheer for. I feel... You can cheer for my Dolphins. Yeah. Nah. nah that's too easy. I want to cheer for a sucky team. That's 500. The 3-3 three and three Washington Commanders. I don't want you cheering for my team. In fact, I'm going to ban you from doing so. <laughs> you just got banned. No. Yes, you're you, out. No, uh, you, you're you, banned. You like when I watch uh, Washington Commanders games with you. I know, I but I don't like what you're doing right now. I feel like you're doing something no, right now. I'm just mad because you don't have any belief in your team that just got off a road win, which I know. I'm mad at you for telling me to believe in this group of clowns. Yeah, but You the, don't know what I've been through, man. At the same you, time. You ain't walked a mile in my shoes. This is true. Well, did you at least go to Fleet Feet? I heard they have great one-on-one service. They do, and they run for you. And I hear they have a 3D foot skater that measures your arch height and width. Which means if you have problems with plantar fasciitis, you can find the shoe that will not aggravate said plantar tendon. Are wanna, they in the old Gordon's Golf location? Yes, they are. And yes, I'm they going, are. And I'm going to go to Fleet Feet. I'm going to buy me some shoes, and I'm going to run with the Washington Commanders all week long. I still say on paper... Commanders should beat the Giants. Why are we talking about this? Because the Giants are awful. I mean, awful. All right. Let's take a break. Coming up tonight, Cowboys Chargers. I got Dallas coming off a loss. Well, that and the Chargers haven't shown me anything that they can... Gold Chargers. I, I don't. I, there's something about the Chargers I've never really liked. I don't know what it is. They like to screw it up. Yeah, they like to wet the bed. All right. Good segment. We accomplished a lot. HTTC. We'll take a break. Come back. Brian Bailey joins us after this. Commanders! You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market, or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, back with you. Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Jason Nichols joining us, hour number three. 
ECU Charlotte Week. We'll be with you 10 a.m. Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Taking you up to the uh, 2 o'clock kickoff, Pirates and 49ers. Uh, let's head out to the Halloween Express live line. Halloween Express, Greenville's premier Halloween superstore, right next to Target. Get shopping today at Halloween Express. And Brian Bailey joins us on the Halloween Express live line. BB, how you doing, man? Not too bad. How are you? Doing good. Your boys uh, in action tonight on Monday Night Football, taking on the Chargers, looking to bounce back and and in this week's edition of we have no clue what's going to happen in the nfl the niners look like clearly the best team in the league last week uh destroying dallas 42 to 10 they come out and lose to the browns so uh you just can't figure this thing out uh you've got two teams that have a ton of talent playing tonight between the cowboys and chargers i got the cowboys uh winning tonight bb but honestly i have no clue how this one's gonna go yeah, usually Dallas under Mike McCarthy has bounced back after a loss, and so I, I think they've got a chance to bounce back. But I tell you, you just can't tell. I mean, I, I was shocked to see what was going on with San Francisco, and I kept watching it and saying, okay, well, they're going to take control here. They'll take control here. And then they missed a field goal at the gun that would have won the game. So that was shocking. And then the Jets and the Eagles, with the Cowboys took care of the Jets fairly easily early in the season, but the Jets were able to knock off the Eagles. So, you know, the 72 Dolphins all celebrated, didn't they? That they did. Uh, with uh, Yeah, that's a good point. I, I didn't think about that. It is. You look around, there is a lot of 3-3 three and three teams, including mine, uh, right now. There is one 0-6 oh team, and that is the Carolina Panthers, Bailey, and uh, their struggles continued. Got off to a 14 nothing lead over Miami, but Carolina right now, year one of Frank Reich, and you just kind of wonder, okay, what's the rest of the way going to look like with Bryce Young? And uh, we've seen coaches get the axe after one year, and you've already got the the Tepper. Is he two hands on? I, I don't know. If I'm a if I'm a Panthers fan, I'm worried about what this thing is going to look like right now. Yeah, and it, it, it's one of those things when you get up to a fourteen nothing lead. If you're playing anybody else, you might feel pretty good about yourself. You're playing the Dolphins, who can score at will. So you know that that evaporated quickly and. Uh, you know, there shouldn't be an 0-6 team in the league because there's so much parity. So he's talked about all the 3-3 three and three teams, but, you know, nobody should be 0-6, but the Panthers are. That they are. Right now, we uh, learned late last week that Holt Naylor's got the call from Seattle and was added to their practice squad once again. Bailey, do you know if he was – was he eligible to play yesterday or was he on some sort of uh, reserve list? I don't know the official stance. I think that he was listed as the third quarterback, which would okay. mean that he would have gone in had they lost two of them. But I don't know that for sure. I think that was the insurance policy that they they wanted because Drew Locke apparently rolled his ankle late in practice that week, and uh, Holton got the call to go back out there. So I I would assume that he would have been eligible had the first two quarterbacks been knocked out of the game. I was uh, texting uh, last week with Isaiah Winstead, who is biding his time, working hard uh, on that 49ers practice squad and hoping he can eventually get the call up. But uh, he said he's doing good out there. Keaton Mitchell, Shirley said earlier in a Jim Harbaugh press conference that Keaton uh, has got to earn it just like anybody else, but we could see him taking snaps at running back sooner rather than later. So uh, that's a good sign for these uh, former Pirates. Yeah, that is a good sign. Gardner Minshew may be the starting quarterback the rest of the way with the Colts, too, because of the injuries there. So uh, it's fun on Sundays to kind of check these guys out. Zay Jones has been banged up a little yeah. bit, but he's had some great catches for the uh, Jaguars this year. 
Yeah, uh, get Zay right because the Jags are on a little streak here, four and two. So keep him healthy because it looks like Bailey they, they might be playing in the postseason again. So it'd be fun to see Zay uh, playing more postseason football this year. Yeah, and, and just uh, just the way I mean, some of the catches he's made are just unbelievable. But uh, he's such a great kid, and we enjoyed having him here uh, when he was here at East Carolina. And you know, his dad obviously Robert Jones. I haven't talked to Robert in a, in a while. I'm uh, going to get him on the radio soon to get, get his take on pirate football. So uh, we'll hook that up later on. I can't wait to find out where Robert's at while he's doing that interview. <laughs> he's usually like at the cat. There's always something else going on when Robert Jones comes on the Brian Bailey show. It's always fun. He's negotiating with a Lowe's employee. <laughs> hey, I think this is three for a dollar. What are you talking about? I didn't even know you could do that. Robert Jones finds deals everywhere. but uh, When you're as big as Robert, you can do whatever you want. That's a good point. I've never had that uh, ability in life. Brian Bailey joining us, Halloween Express live line. We talked about former Pirates. How about current Pirates, Bailey? Got to get off the schneid here coming up Saturday. Need this one against Charlotte. And I uh, talked to Roy Tesh on the Brian Bailey Show earlier today. Great interview. Tell you what, his side of the ball, his uh, defensive linemen have looked good this year. And this defense, it's unfortunate, have played better than a 1-5 and five mark. You put this defense on a lot of teams, they're, what, at least 3-3 three and three right now, you would think. I would think so. And I think they have played very well. And it's just like Coach Houston has said, this is a team that – for whatever reason, just hasn't been able to finish. I mean, and they're right in games. And, and I remember after the Marshall game, uh, and, and Coach said, I really thought we were going to win this game 16-10. I, I thought the same thing. You know, the way it was just a slobber knocker type thing. We all know the Pirates have some deficiencies on offense. But, but in a game like that, that you, you, you have to win it with your defense. And then, you know, Marshall threw that double pass, and then things went south from there. And it just seems like it's a, a recurring theme. They just can't finish, and they've got to learn how to finish. And that's that's the – I think that'll be the one thing they work on at practice this week is, hey, how do we finish mentally and physically? How do we finish a football game? Well, and, and part of that is uh, is scoring more points. I mean, the, we've seen at this point in the season, you can't just hold on to a 17-14 game. they, they got to get something for their offense. Just way too much stress on the defense. And I know uh, Donnie and, and Mike Houston are trying to figure that part of it out, but uh, just just tons of stress on this defense every third quarter, every fourth quarter to, all right, guys, we went three and out again. you got to hold it again. And that's just it's hard to do in college football these days. Yeah, and I watched the Charlotte Navy game. I watched the entire game, and Charlotte blew up a whole bunch of Navy runs in that game. Navy won the game 14 nothing, but – uh, that Charlotte defensive line just tore up the Navy offensive line a number of times in that game. So that's a little worrisome because East Carolina is going to try to run the football and try to establish that. And we keep talking about it that they want to do that, but they haven't been able to. I think that's where it all starts. And, you know, it's it's funny because a lot of the years we talk about who's going to start a quarterback. And I think now everybody's gotten, gotten numb because we, we, don't, we, we don't know who's going to start because – you know, they're both probably going to play, and we're just waiting for somebody to take the bull by the horns and, and take over the job, and they just haven't done it yet. Yeah. Uh, Bailey, do you think at any point this year they, they try to find some snaps for Raheem Jeter to see what they got there, or do they ride it out with Mason and Alex here? Well, I, that, that's, that's, a, that's a good question because I don't know how far along Raheem is with the offense. Yeah. I do know that Coach Houston said from the spring to the fall that he had come light years. But when you're that young, you don't you don't know where he is because that quarterback position is all about you know establishing you know the protection, establishing you know the, the play. That there's so many run pass options, and you know a lot of people. I hear people in the stands yelling for Donnie's you know head, 
But a lot of those are run pass options that are called at the line of scrimmage. And if, if Tiny calls it, you know, a run pass option and the quarterback goes in and misreads it and runs it, then how is that the offensive coordinator's fault? So I think he's seeing some of that too. And they may have to get to a point where there is no more options. We're just going to call the play and this is how you're going to run it. Run it, either run it or you pass it. That's what we're going to do because they just haven't been able to execute some of those uh, RPOs. Brian Bailey joining us, East Carolina Charlotte coming up this Saturday and uh, we'll keep an eye on the other games going on across the country and uh, it was a big Saturday night for the Triangle Bailey at Duke knocking off Clemson, or excuse me, Duke knocking off NC State at Wallace Wade where they knocked off Clemson earlier this year and North Carolina taking care of Miami in Chapel Hill and I'm looking at it this week North Carolina is going to have a, what should be a walk in the park against the Wahoos, who aren't very good this year, uh, and go to 7-0 and on the year. And then Duke, boy, they could really uh, spoil everything if they could beat Florida State in Tallahassee. So once again, North Carolina and Duke uh, will be playing on Saturday night. Uh, North Carolina's game, not as big as Duke's, but uh, we'll see if the Devils can hang with the Seminoles on Saturday night. And give Duke credit, lose their quarterback, and they still come out and took care of business yeah. with NC State. So. Uh, that was a big win for Duke. And you, know, you look at Florida State, North Carolina, Duke, you know, two of those three are going to be playing for the ACC championship uh, come December and maybe playing for a slot in the college football national championship playoffs. So it's, it's, that's good for the ACC if they can. It's crazy, Bailey. Uh, it, just so many changes you've seen uh, through your time here in, in Eastern North Carolina and covering sports and everything. But North Carolina was wearing the 90s era jerseys the other night. You got Mac Brown there. They're in the top 10. They're undefeated. And uh, you start to kind of think back to, uh, to those late 90s uh, teams before he split for Texas. Kind of crazy that uh, history has repeated itself there in Chapel Hill. And they were really good back then, and, and Coach Brown came back, and he's got them right there where he wants them right now. So, yeah, you're right. History repeating itself in Chapel Hill, and they're, they're a good football team. And uh, folks thinking football rather than hoops right now there in Chapel Hill. We do have media days coming up this week for the men and women for East Carolina basketball. And a lot of high hopes, Bailey, a lot of excitement uh, for those two teams going into this year. I'm excited to get over to talk to uh, Coach Schwartz on Thursday and Coach McNeil on Friday. Yeah, and that's going to that's gonna be, you know, really big with Coach Schwartz. I had a chance to talk to him uh, for the Mike Houston show this past week, and he's so excited about his team and what they've got. They've got a couple of guys hobbled a little bit, but he's really – I think he's put more talent on the on the floor than we've had in quite a while. And, and when it was announced that East Carolina was picked fifth, I mean, that's – I think we talked about it last week. East Carolina picked fifth, and the ECU women picked second. I mean, that's, that's high cotton as far as just how they were – Selected. I mean, you just don't see that with, with pirate basketball. But I know the ladies, they want to win that championship again and get back in the NCAAs. They've had a taste of it, and they really think they can do it. They've got the preseason player of the year, Danae McNeil. So, you know, and she's really a talented player. And it's just uh, it's exciting when you see a, a basketball game on the schedule, home game, and you think, hey, they got, they're going to win that one. Let's, let's go watch them win. Yeah. I think a lot of pirate fans will be excited about it. And the new seats, I don't know how the tickets go with the seats. But those seats are really – they make the Coliseum look so much different, and it yeah. really looks nice. And so uh hope they can fill those seats, but they look good. Absolutely. Brian Bailey joining us on the Halloween Express live line. Bailey, uh, good chat today with Roy Tesh. Uh, what would you come away with anything from that uh, as he talked about his D-line earlier today? He's just, just a really good guy. And, and as I said to open up the show, nobody wants to turn this thing around more than those players and those coaches over there. They're all frustrated at one in five. And 
I think you'll see a really, really good effort against Charlotte. Uh, still very winnable games out there the rest of the way. And as you said, I mean, his defensive linemen have really played well so far this year. This defense deserves to be better than one in five, most certainly. So I think if uh, it, it's archived at 6 o'clock, so you can check it out there. But Coach Tess did a great job with it. We'll have it for you on these airwaves at 6. You can uh, watch it on YouTube, Facebook, or download it as well. BB, uh, thanks for joining us. Love talking sports with you, man. And uh, I reckon I'll say good luck to your Cowboys tonight. I want to hear you say, go Cowboys. I can't do that for you, man. I I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Oh, man, I'm still... How about them Cowboys? Hey. uh... That'll work, yeah. (laughs) BB, thank you, man. All right. Later on, there he is Brian Bailey joining us. Halloween Express live line. Shout out to Kaz in the chat. He's got a Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update for us today, presented by the Buck. The Buck Rangers up two nothing over the Astros. Got to be honest, didn't know that was happening. Once the Braves lost, the season ended for me. And I was gonna say let's turn it over there, but. I might try to not watch a single pitch the rest of the way. I'm going to do my best. Well, that's exactly what the final score was last night. Rangers won game one? Yep. 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 Yep, yep, yep. You know what? I'll turn it on. I'm not, uh, not going to be this? that guy. I have an update for you on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Bucks. All right. Uh, add a run to that. Texas <laughs> up three to nothing <laughs> over Houston. How about that? Live updates as we go. And how about Shirley Rhodes doing one more from her seat? From her perch. She is going to turn the game on. I guess you can do it through YouTube TV. It is still the top of the first with one out. A man on first and second for Texas. Is Max Scherzer pitching for for Texas this series? I saw that he was going to try to be ready to go. And I don't know if he's pitching today. Oh, Psych is on. Let's watch Psych. And take a hike. Psych is a great. Oh, here we go again. Three nothing is the score. Yeah, top of the first. How about that? All right, let's take a break. When we return, we'll wrap up hour number two. Jason Nichols joining us hour three. We got a giveaway and a lot more. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. And Bud Light reminds Pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. 
All right, let's uh, let's do a brain exercise. We only got a couple minutes here. Need to take a break. Get to hour three. Jason Nichols joining us. Astros trailing four nothing, heading to the bottom of the first of the Texas Rangers. Let's name the other sports in the uh, Big Four where two teams from the same state could meet in their league championship. Go. Uh, Bucks and Dolphins. No. You said same state. League championship. They would oh, meet league. in the Super oh, Bowl. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. League or conference, if we're talking football. Um, let's go. I'll get it going with Lakers and Clippers. Okay. All right. Now you name one. How about? I'll do another one. Mavericks and Rockets. All right. Now you go. Um, let's do... Let's go Jets-Bills. Okay, you do one now. Uh, let's go Heat. Oh, I got one. Orlando Magic. Yeah, baby! <laughs> Put him on the so good, dude. Yes! Let's go... I don't know if I... There's probably some more. Nah. Oh, let's go... Uh, let's go... Let's go Rangers-Sabers. Okay. Ranger Sabers. Ranger Sabers. About stars. Yeah. And I like that I think mm. I like that I think that I know hockey. Mm. How about though we go Kings and Ducks? Kings and Ducks. Okay. How about we go this? Panthers Lightning. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yep. How about we go uh, mm. Buffalo and uh, man, do we hit all of them? And by we, me, me, and you hit one. <laughs> yeah, I hit one. Now it's man. I was proud of that. <laughs> Whoa, I was proud. There's got to be more baseball. More baseball. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Angels and... No. What about the... Dodgers, Padres. There you go. What about Giants and Padres? Are they... Yeah, yeah. That'll work. Giants, Dodgers, Giants. Yeah. All right. This has been fun. Have you had fun? Um, I I, kind of wish it doesn't end. I've had a ball. (laughs) I kind of wish this segment never ends. Well, unfortunately, Chandler, this segment, like all good things, come to an end. Did we miss any, chat gang? Let us know. Uh, Let's take a break. When we return, Jason Nichols joins us. We'll talk some ECU, some college football, some NFL, and make you a winner, a big hour three on tap. There we go, Jansen. Rangers Islanders. Thank you. Rams 49ers. Niners. Very good, Jansen. We gotta be about done now. I feel like we hit a lot of the combos. All right, we're back with you. Hour three, Pirate Radio Live after this. I 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville and at carolinacalibercompany.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you here, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. And to my left, former Pirate, Jason Nichols, joining us in the Pirate Radio studios. Jason, how you doing, man? Hey, doing good. Clip, how you doing? Doing good. Another game week. Pirates and Charlotte going at it this Saturday. We'll be with you 10 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and after the game, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. And just looking at some numbers here, Jason, we are uh, bottom of the list on yards per game and points per game and total offense and uh, all the numbers when you look at these teams, East Carolina and Charlotte. Charlotte just got shut out um, by Navy on Saturday, so they've got their own problems right now. Both of these teams kind of limping into this in-state game coming up on Saturday. Yeah, I saw that. I saw where their head coach had a – big press conference at the end of the game and was saying, you know, all the blame falls on him. So, you know, big of him to look in the mirror and say, hey, I got to fix this thing. As he looks in that mirror, he sees a man with a cut-off <laughs> shirt and uh, quite the antics. He is an interesting guy. Do you know him at all from the coaching world? You know a lot of folks. No, I do not know him, but yeah. he came in untraditionally. He came yeah. in as like a high school coach to an analyst role up in Michigan and then got that head job down there at charlotte so i have not had a chance to really meet him and has made a lot of money uh in other ventures in his life and uh you're right that is uh not the traditional way to go about it but uh kind of a i don't know if it was a splash hire but certainly a unique hire by charlotte uh, because again we didn't know who this guy was he's bring. i wonder if he's bringing his own money to the table when it comes to NIL and things like that. That's what I've heard. I heard it was a money hire from the jump that he was going to do some things financially to help out Charlotte and all that good stuff. So whatever it takes. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, that's a good question. We might have already asked Jason, and unfortunately I haven't got it done. But what uh, what would you want your walk-up song to be here on Pirate Radio? My walk-up song? Yeah. Man, it'd have to be something with that ATL vibe to it. So, something with Outcast yeah. or, okay. you know, Maybe, I'm, I'm, uh, a, I'm an ATL type of guy. Spody Odie, they're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we'll figure something out. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying You know, at one point, Outcast was banned from the show, Jason? No. Because on my birthday, for the, uh, the Bud Light pregame tailgate years ago, I requested an all outcast music bumps. We had a great show. Okay. We were top twenty five in the nation. We went to Temple and laid a giant egg. Oh. And we said from and we don't like to blame ourselves or anything. We had to blame it on something. I hear you. So we blamed it on the outcast music. And until East Carolina finally beat Temple like four <laughs> or five years later, uh, we didn't play any outcast music on the show. 
Well, you know, Temple had that run there where they were just pretty darn good, man. They uh, had a run of, and I'll, help me out, Chandler. It was like Al Golden. Yep. Of course, we remember Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Jeff Collins kept it going there. Yep. I feel like there was another coach or two in there where I don't know if they got lucky or good or both, but you lose coaches like that to other jobs, you usually take a drop off. Mm-hmm. They had a heck of a run for years there. Wasn't they, Bruce they Arians the coach there? At well, one time? that was, that even was long, way, way, way back. Long time. Yeah. But yeah, they did with, with Matt Rule and Jeff Collins. Um, that was a uh, they had a pretty good little team going on right there. So it had NFL draft picks is what it was. Yeah. Robbie Anderson was on the team. PJ Walker who just beat the uh, 49ers he yesterday. Was the quarterback. Was a, I was a big fan of Matt Ioannidis who played linebacker. with Washington. Uh, they had a ton of. They would put their best defensive guys in the single digit numbers. Jason, mm-hmm. remember that? Mm-hmm. And uh, they were really good. Uh, the linebacker Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick's yeah. a Temple Al. They had a linebacker. Tyler Matakevich or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, they were good. Just had a bunch of guys. Had that big – they had a big one against Notre Dame and maybe Penn State too, but had a big national game where they almost beat Notre Dame, I want to say. Couldn't quite get over that hump, but really good run there in Temple. Uh, Randolph checking in. What's up, Chandler, Clip, Shirley Rose, and Jason? Good luck to your uh, Cowboys tonight, Randolph. (laughs) Dak threw yet another interception <laughs> five minutes ago. Um, just a quick, since we're talking about the chat, I was sent a uh, personal message by someone anonymous, but wanted to extend a compliment to you, Clip. Oh, boy. A real one or a fake one? <laughs> um, no, it's a real one. Okay. I was told, and I was told to say this anonymously, tell Clip the beard is working for him. Huh. This person said, I did not want to write it in the comments, but everyone needs to hear something nice sometimes. <laughs> wow. So there you go. Well, thank you, anonymous person. <laughs> was that anonymous person's name Pam Brock, my mother? No. Actually, cute. this person is, an, is a friend of mine Okay, uh, that I don't believe you know who this person is. Well, thank you, Shirley's friend. I appreciate that. You know, earlier in the show, I was trying to toot my own horn because of my amazing nfl picks which nobody else thought was impressive that i picked the jets to beat the eagles on sunday that, that's impressive thank you jason that's uh impressive. thank you for saying that that was a great pick that no way awesome I, pick. I, you would have won a lot of money on that one there you go <laughs> uh by the way i am not going to gloat about my commanders beating your falcons because that was written in the stars weeks ago yeah. that was a classic run it didn't matter who we were playing that game washington was gonna win because three losses in a row hot seat for uh rivera always wins it didn't matter who it was well we gave them three turnovers too you can't give anybody anything in the nfl yes and we gladly accepted those you and did. said thank you you did i'm i'm starting to get off this deritter train I, I you know i seen him play in person so i thought maybe he has a big upside but i don't know man he's an interesting case because i remember early in his career he was a dangerous runner that would struggle with accuracy and stuff but by the his senior year he had gotten better and better throwing the football and good enough for the falcons to give him a shot and for the falcons to hand over the reins and you were talking about arthur smith a moment ago what he wants to do is what they did in tennessee which is run the football and just not make mistakes without those mistakes maybe the falcons do win those games i mean one of them was in the uh the end zone yesterday i saw it i mean so yeah you know name of the game take care of the ball what do you think about the um score touchdown cut it to eight and going for two 
that you've gone for eight. I mean, you cut it to eight, then you go for two to one. So it happened yesterday, and I've seen some coaches do it. So the Falcons cut it to a... To an eight-point game, Mm -hmm. they could have kicked the extra point to make it seven, but they went for two. Uh, Mathematically, I don't get it, but I've seen a lot of coaches do that. Yeah, I I have too. I don't know that that might be a chart deal when you're looking at the chart. What should you do when you're in this situation here? And I I think, and some of that's probably how well are you playing? Do you think you'll get another chance? Or you know, so I, I think that has to be a head coach decision all the way there. Um, real quick, and we'll move on. Jamie says, enemy making a below-average quarterback average or a little better. I think he's proven he can be a head coach. I don't know about that, but Washington's offense was laughable last year. And Sam Howell, despite – and they were bad, and he was bad against Buffalo. That was a bad game. He was good. He was really good against the Eagles in the loss. And against the Bears, uh, had pretty good numbers through a bad pick. But having said all that, if you're asking me, has enemy been an upgrade or, you know, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. And I think if Washington can keep playing and Sam Howe can keep playing decent, his stock's got to keep going up and he'll finally get that head coaching job. Well, I, I think so, too. I think it's unfortunate that he hasn't gotten that opportunity yet. But I think going off on his own and proving that he can run the offense is not any influence of, of um, the head coach there. Andy Reid. Andy Reid with, with uh, Kansas City, that he's showing that he can run the show on his own. So uh, it'll go a long ways if, if people had questions whether or not he can lead a group and all that good stuff. That'll go a long way for him. Speaking of charts, uh, you're down 14 with six minutes left at your own 33, and it's fourth and two. Do you go forward in that situation? Because ECU did not last Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> they punted the ball. Yeah, you may want to go. <clears throat> uh, Kenny says Mason had 155 passing yards, 38 rushing yards, put 10 points on the board Thursday night, and then they pulled him. Alex had 38 passing yards, 14 rushing yards. Jason, why didn't they stay with Mason on Thursday night? Wow. Um, if I'm looking at it from the naked eye, I would be like, there were some throws that he missed that he has to make that could have probably extended the drive. You know, um, he threw about two or three of them right there in the dirt in front of the receivers. And then um, also there was a, a couple uh, throws in there that could have been picked that weren't. Yeah. So, you know, if you're looking at the big picture, you just can't look at the stats sometimes. You're like, wow, we dodged the bullet right there. We can't put that ball in that type of danger. Or we can't miss that open throw. That could have been something that, you know, they decided as a staff. Like, listen, let's let's go back here and see if we can find some rhythm in the passing game with Flynn. Well, here we are again. We are halfway through the season, Jason. We're still saying, what do we do at quarterback? So, what's your answer to that heading into this week against Charlotte? Uh, you know what? I was I was actually kind of uh, glad to see them play Mason. I think you got to truly give him the reins here to say are you the guy or aren't you and then maybe you know do like what they did this past week when he's not playing well maybe bring Flynn in to be the the uh, guy that can maybe get us going and like that switch but um, I think his upside with him being able to run and create uh, some opportunities there when he's running and escaping the pocket uh, is an advantage for us man and that's what defenses hate to see a quarterback that can run because they, they extend the plays and create opportunities down the field for you. Yeah, I, and we were talking about this with Ellerby, hour one. Would you just go ahead and design it for him on Saturday against Charlotte and and 
come up with plays to his advantage. Uh, the thing I said I wanted to see just one time, mm-hmm. just one time, throw it downfield. Yeah, I, I know that you can't protect them well, but if you have to, go max protect and just send Jalen Johnson. Just <laughs> I want to see it one time. Unleash the cannon one time. Uh, but would you would you go with Mason on Saturday? I would. I would stick with him and uh, continue because he's going to get better. You know, the thing that we're what we're missing here is we want him to go from zero to a hundred um, in his experience, and each week he's going to gain something that's going to make him a little bit better uh, as long as he's out there and he's taking those snaps. And what you got away as a offensive staff and probably as a head coach and Coach Mike and sitting in Coach Houston's seat, um, you know, is, is that you know better for the team to continue to let him grow because you know he hasn't taken a lot of reps to be honest with you yeah and and i asked this to brian bailey earlier too and i know look i was the one saying hey everybody relax on jeter like he came in and had one passing yard and in, in the gardner webb game uh, but my question is you know going through the week you you have to a lot time to your quarterbacks as to how you're going to split it up at any point this season, do you do you go back to him and maybe give him some reps of practice and say, let's get him in the game and let's, you know, what do you do there? You know, I would probably, if I was really sitting in there and had an, a, an opinion on the situation, at some point I would probably say, you know what, let's get Jeter some reps because if Flynn is a smarter, as smart of a kid as we hear, and he obviously is that, uh, he can learn probably a little bit differently than a guy that hasn't taken many reps on the college level. So Flynn can probably get his reps in in, in different segments of practice, maybe without taking all the team reps, and maybe get Jeter a couple reps. And then you don't have to do it the whole practice. You could just put him in for a series or two to see what he's you know what he's capable of handling, and then you know move on that way. But <clears throat> I don't know where. He is as far as his understanding of the offense right. and and all that good stuff. Uh, here we are, another Monday. Jason coming off another loss, and I, I bring up you know the locker room and everything. And at at this point, you're still bowl eligible. If you want to have some stuff to cling on to, that's fine. You also got a you know a big home game, in state team, a team you really want to beat. So there are things out there to be motivated about and to to play for there's always something to play for but uh, are you how do you feel about that part of it right now the locker room and and minnows and all that yeah i mean you still got things that you can go out there and and get so i think they'll still be motivated i think you know independently you got to be motivated to go out there and play your best anyway and i know that's tough for kids when you're you know 18 19 years old sometimes to truly have the the foresight to say no i'm i'm here to do this job but uh, I, I think they'll be motivated to, to beat a team like Charlotte, an in-state rival, hopefully down the road as they remain in the conference with us and um, and just prove who we are. You know, it's just about who we are as Pirates and how we're going to play and how we're going to show up when it's time to put the ball down. Heath on YouTube said, I'd put Jason in at quarterback. I saw what he did at Duke in 94. <laughs> I appreciate that. Nah, they don't want me now. I'm, Jason, I'm a has-been. He's pretty modest, but he will talk about his uh, his throwing days. I heard you telling Chandler during a break yeah. last week. Yeah. I have the highest 
completion percentage here, champ. And ECU football history. I was like four for four. <laughs> Draw it up, man. And these uh did you have any were they all just wide open guys down the field pretty much? Yeah, no, some of them I had to squeeze in there now, Cliff. Okay. I had to have to oil that thing up, man. So you're a tight window. <laughs> Put it in that tight window. <laughs> okay. I bet. Nah, I'm just they were probably open. They were open or I wasn't throwing. It was an option to throw it or run it. So if I threw it, it was probably because they were open. There you go. It might have been one or two. I said, I'm going to show them that I'm a quarterback. Watch here. this. Yeah. Watch this, coach. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go with Jason Nichols. We got a giveaway coming up later on. Astros are on the board with a Jordan Alvarez home run. It is four to one in the bottom of the second inning. Hey, Clip. On the Buccaneer Music Golf Scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. Uh, just a, a quick piece of news that just came out just a few minutes. Well, I wouldn't say a few minutes ago. This came out earlier today, but I just saw it. And that is the Commanders-Cowboys game on Thanksgiving Day. The halftime show will feature one Dolly Parton. Jolene. 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 <laughs> All right. Let's. So it's widely considered the second most popular halftime show beside the Super Bowl. Okay. So Interesting. There you go. Will it still be a game at halftime? Think so. That's a good question. I think we can hang in there with the boys. Uh, we'll take a break. Jamie says you can do all that, Jason, but can you long snap? It's a great question. <laughs> Jamie, I do not have the ability to long snap. You buddy. got him on that one, Chandler. You got him. <laughs> hey, maybe teach him a little bit, Chandler. Maybe I'll show you the road. <laughs> I'm, I'm as good as my coach. How about that? There you go. <laughs> we'll be back with you after this. <laughs> Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Ortho East and Sports Medicine Center provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients of Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, another Rangers dinger. It is 5-1 to one now in the third inning. They lead, and they have a one nothing series lead over the Astros. 5-1 lead in this game, too. As they play coming up tonight, it'll be the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. And I promise you, I will not watch one pitch of it. <laughs> not one single pitch. Jason said something that Mully uh, said last week. Still, uh, still strange to see the Astros playing in the American League. Uh, Braves had some run-ins with Bagwell and Biggio oh, yeah. and those Astros. Killer bees. Yeah, back in the day, Derek Bell. Yeah, one of those uh, bees, I believe. Killer Lance bees. Berkman. 
Yep. They had uh they were good. They could hit the ball uh, back then. Have Roy Oswalt and um Mike Hampton and Billy Wagner. Of course yep. Billy Wagner a brave for a little bit of time. Yep. Man, it stunk last Thursday to see yes. our Pirates lose and then the Braves lose as well. That was a rough one, Jason. Um did you watch any college football this weekend? I did. Did you see Oregon and uh Washington? I did. That was a heck of a game. It was great. I love when games live up to the hype. We hyped it up, top ten matchup, and it lived up to every bit of it. And you had first of all the first half just back and forth and and just a a fun game to watch no matter who you were rooting for and you also had some coaching decisions in there do you go for it do you kick it and came back to uh to haunt dan Lanning there late in the game yeah i tell you you know hindsight's always 2020 so we see it better now than what we did when he made that decision but i think i would have punted that one that's one where i said i'm gonna punt it down there and get it as far away from my goal line and make them have to execute to come down and beat me. And uh, they did not. Penix uh, got it done, and Washington wins at 36-33. to 33. Now, Washington's work is far from over in that Pac-12. They do have Arizona State coming up next, but then uh, you got Stanford at USC, Utah, Oregon State, Washington State. So still uh, work to be done and a Pac-12 championship game. And Oregon's not out of it either. They've got to go through, and uh, they've still got quality wins they can get on their schedule. How about the, the beatdown in South Bend on Saturday night? USC's offense just not showing up. Man, you know, their offense not showing up, but their defense that never well, they ever they never <laughs> make the bus. So, uh, you know, when when that happens, you have zero chance to win. And uh, yeah, they had a bad day um, Saturday. So you know, it, it's part of football. That's a good point, Jay. You're waiting to see. All right, what happens the first time Caleb Williams isn't Superman when he throws interceptions? When do you have? Will that be the day the defense finally does show up? The answer was no. <laughs> no. And uh, they did not have uh, they don't they didn't have complimentary football all year, and, and neither side was doing it the other night. No, it's not a good feeling, you know, where you got to feel like you got to go out there and outscore everybody, you know, because some plays just happen. You know, you, you can't say, oh, I predicted I was going to be a touchdown. Some plays just happen. And when you have that pressure on you to say, man, I got to go score 40, because that's basically what it's been for USC, right? I got to go hit this 40 point mark to have a chance to win and look i know this ecu season has been bad Uh, we've experienced it we've all watched it and everything i will say if you give me the option of when it comes to to wins and losses i'll give you a strong defense or a strong offense you can only choose one the defense will keep you around and at least have you in some of these games it's been proven now we gotta go out and win them i know but at least we do know every week uh, that the ECU defense will show up. That, that's been a, a great sign <clears throat> for our team is that, you know, we, we can go out there and we can play against anybody defensively. Like I, I read something that where we were the only team that held Michigan under 30 points, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So um, to, to be able to do that, man, and be able to play good defense is, is good because now you get a chance where it's like going and, you know, fighting a heavyweight, you don't have to go and hit them a hundred times. You just need that one punch to land to knock them out. And hopefully you can find that one punch on offense, a big play. Uh, you know, you throw it down the field, a receiver gets a big pass interference that gives you a chance to go score. That's all you're hoping for at that point, you know? No doubt. I saw John Moody uh, tweeted out this weekend, uh, no team has held Michigan to under 31 points except for East Carolina. So, 
Chandler was saying about hang a banner that the Panthers had a 14 nothing lead over Miami. Hang that in the stadium. That's our banner. <laughs> Held Michigan to under whatever points. That's all we got going for us this year. Uh, going to be a, uh, well, folks would assume to be a low scoring one coming up this Saturday between ECU and Charlotte. Total barely getting into the 40s, the over under, as uh, both of these offense struggle, Jason. Yeah, so it'll probably be a shootout then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I said that ready. earlier. Yeah. <laughs> when you're planning on it going one way, yeah. a lot of times it goes the other way. Well, we will find the magic here this, this weekend. And, and you know what? I'll take a shootout. I will too. Hey, it'll, it'll, least be exciting you know just to be able to see guys go out and make plays consistently so uh, i hope those guys do find that opportunity this weekend versus charlotte uh we saw some high scoring in chapel hill the other night north carolina putting up a ton of points this year and while caleb williams struggled it was other guys time Penix, uh one of those guys but other guys time to shine when it comes to the heisman and drake made the other night 273, about four touchdowns, no interceptions. Tar Heels, they've been able to run the ball this year. Hampton with 197 rushing yards. They put it to Miami. And then that uh, Tez Walker, who hadn't been able to play all year, comes up with three touchdowns the other night as uh, North Carolina undefeated and in the top 10 right now. So it's amazing, you know, because I think that uh, Tez Walker kid, wasn't he a Kent State transfer from up in the Yeah, back? yeah. And for him to, you know, like, you know, you, you're thinking, how did everybody miss on him to be that good of a player? And he ended up at Kent State, you know, so you got to really do your homework. And I guess, you know, North Carolina did and said, hey, we can use that guy. He's better than what we got. And he's come in immediately and, and has helped that team. Teams uh, on the other side of North Carolina, they rose uh, to the challenge. Louisville did not. That was a uh, – and you were – you are not as high on Louisville. Coach Mac McCarthy's been been high on them all year. A lot of it going into the year was their schedule, and they just didn't play North Carolina or Florida State. So he said, "Hey, they've got a little crack here to to maybe have a special season." The problem is you saw them play in that NC State game. Yes, and it was horrible. <laughs> it was, and uh, they came out. They scored twenty one points the other night. Lost thirty eight twenty one to Pitt. So their uh, dream season comes to an end. Yeah, I mean, like uh, they 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 played versus NC State. At that time, NC State, you really didn't know what they were because they were undefeated. But now you've seen the season going yeah. a little bit. NC State's not doing very well right now. Yeah, they went to their other quarterback, uh, Morris. He had 193 yards and a pick the other night in their loss to Duke. And uh, how about the Dukies in primetime coming up on Saturday night? Uh, they have played under the lights a lot. They'll be in Tallahassee this Saturday. Well, <laughs> this, this will be a different one this Saturday, but up until this point, I will say, man, that those guys are playing really well. And they did it without their star quarterback. So that tells you something that's going on over there right now. They're believing. And uh, that's what confidence does for you. And uh, to be able to go out there and, and win that game uh, at home without your starting quarterback, that's huge. This is insane. Marcus Simeon is wearing a foam finger running the bases. <laughs> I don't understand how these things are legal. <laughs> these pads they give these guys to wear add like four inches. <laughs> he is wearing a giant foam finger. <sighs> I, I, I don't get it. Yeah, just not, keep making them longer, I guess. Well, and not, and they also made the bases bigger. So yeah, <laughs> it's a little what, easy to get. What are we doing there? out there? <laughs> Uh, Astros trailing right now. The Rangers 5-1, to one, uh, that score. Georgia, oh, man, they took a big blow. Uh, Brock Bowers out indefinitely for Georgia. And, 
you know what? Uh, I just hope he sits until the draft and Washington drafts him, and, and we're all good. We're all fine. <laughs> but for his sake and for Georgia's sake, that is big. He he won the game for him. That game we were watching that Saturday was it at Auburn, I think. Yes, and they finally Auburn. started chunking him the ball. Second half. Yeah, he just took over. So that is a huge shot. Not that they were world beaters anyway. Not that they had been looking like the Georgia of the last two years. But that's a, that's a big shot for them. Man, uh, it, it, they seem to be getting a little bit better, though, as I've watched them play. So I don't know. But he will right. be a huge loss for those guys because he's a playmaker. And, Jason, I mentioned it earlier, we finally have something to watch in the Big Ten this week. Uh, and Penn State and Ohio State meet up. Wow. This will be the first you know, big Big Ten matchup. That will be coming up at noon on Saturday. And starting to get into the separation time of year. Who's going to rise to it? Penn State has been cruising along. And uh, this will be their first big challenge of the year. I was watching Penn State Saturday, and they struggled the first quarter, quarter and a half with Temple. You shouldn't do that when you're at Penn State. You should come out and set the tone. So it'll be interesting to see. Maybe they were already thinking about Ohio State. That could have been bring that up. Yeah. You know, but uh, you got to beat who you got in front of you first. So it'll be interesting to see how they show up here on Saturday. Be honest. I know players do the look ahead because it's natural. I do it as a fan. Players do it as players. Coaches can't do it, but do the coaches do it? Nah, you can't. You can't look ahead. I'm gonna be honest with you. When we get into the season, I couldn't tell you who the next opponent is until we turn that. That's that what you got to do. That's yeah. It. So at that, you know, put the like, blinders on. Put the blinders on. I might be able to tell you the first two games because you waited all summer and you're waiting, and not that you don't know who, but I couldn't tell you what order they're coming in. You know, and uh, so. and then you start doing interviews, and people like me bring it up, and you're. Yeah, then, you, then we know. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And we try to cloud your head and get to all the other thoughts. But no, as a coach, you guys really are just, like, hey, man, this, this is This is, is the what game. we got this week, man. And it, everything that we're going to put, we're going to put on this team right here. Let's go win. That's the marquee game this week. Penn State, Ohio State. Just looking ahead and seeing when we get some of these other big matchups. Uh, in a couple of weeks, huh. Don't really have that marquee game. Uh, Georgia-Florida, I don't know if that gets any more interesting with the Bowers injury. Uh, let's see. Coming up in a few weeks, Washington-USC. You've got Bedlam, uh, Oklahoma-Oklahoma State, which uh, put a magnifying glass on Oklahoma right now with the yeah. season they're having. Yeah. They are undefeated right now. Um, LSU-Bama, as Bama is still kind of clinging on hanging alive with one loss right now so uh it's gonna be a fun fun race to the finish here with no great teams jason like it's kind of it feels like it's wide open right now yeah anybody can beat any well that's what makes the nfl you know people say what you want about nfl that's what makes that league so you know unpredictable because anybody can beat anybody in the nfl and you know sometimes some certain games on saturdays you can say ah they can't they can't win because you just know alabama's gonna kill rice they just right. can't play with them, but um, but yeah, when you get those those guys that's got the similar talent, it can go either way. Scott, man, he said my Terps gave the game away to Illinois, back to back losses for Maryland after after they were riding an undefeated season. Yeah, I can uh, understand a loss at Ohio State, but to Illinois, that's yeah. a bad one. Yeah, that's that's one you were counting on. Yep. You know, like we got to go get this one. Now, you know they got out to a good start, so they they're still ahead of the game. But that's one that you got. We got to have that. Jamie asking, is Bo Nix an NFL quarterback? 
I, you know, don't know. I mean, I think he'll at least give a shot. He'll now, definitely get a shot. If you're saying is he going to be a a um, a Hall of Famer or just a constant pro or a lifetime backup, I couldn't tell you. How much of a hit did Caleb take as far as being a number one pick and all that? I mean, do you, you I, give him one bad game? You give him one bad game. I mean, the, the, the rule, you know, when I when I was sitting here and I was, you know, doing some of the uh, – professional liaison stuff here for the Pirates, you know, a lot of times those guys coming in to try to find out why why we don't want to draft you, not why we want to draft you. So, you know, they'll look at that and they'll blow that up and, and try to, you know, mark them down. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you better believe what you've seen over the years <laughs> yeah. what he's going to be. He's got a pretty nice sample size of, yeah. uh, of amazing things. So, all right, let's uh, get a break as we do. Let's make somebody a winner here on a Monday. She said, give it away. All right, going with the George Strait here today. Just give it away. I thought that was Chandler for a minute. Well, just give it away. It's a good voice, ain't it? Man. There ain't nothing in this studio worth fighting over. Oh, man. That is Chandler. Well, the phone lines are already buzzing anyway. So just give it away. <laughs> that would be me, Jason. That was one you. and only me. <laughs> I'm heading to Nashville. I'm going to be a big star, mama. There you go. Shirley, what are we giving away today? How about a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's? All right, that sounds shrimply delicious. Jan. Shrimply delicious. <laughs> shrimp taco lunch can be yours if you are color number four. Color four, 317-1250. Back with more after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 36 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club. Or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday, kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen in Greenville, along with 18 TVs so you don't miss a game. They'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway starting at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at the Buck. And congratulations to Preston Morgan of Robertsonville, was the uh, winner today of a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Rock, Jason Nichols in the Pirate Radio studios. Jay Nick will be here coming up Saturday, uh, I would say 11 a.m. You'll be joining 11 a.m. We will kick off at 10 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Four hours of pregame coverage taking you up to kickoff after the game. The U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. And, Jason, uh, the result's not going the way you want, but does have to make you somewhat proud to be a pirate when we get calls until 2 a.m. of people uh, who still care and still love uh, the program, love the university, love the school, and still a lot of passion for it, even though the uh, the record right now is 1-5. No, I tell you what, they there are some passionate people out here 
um, for this purple and gold. And that's good. I mean, you, you do. you rather those phones be ringing than those phones stop ringing. So um, I know everyone's kind of disappointed in where we are right now. But, um, you know, it only, uh, it only takes one win to get this thing turned around and to, to get it on track. So hopefully this weekend it can be the start of something um, and we can get get pirate fans out to come support the guys and see us get a win and you've been at a lot of stops jason other places and you've had success you lost some games but as far as people caring you know have you been anywhere like it is here in greenville no man i mean not not the places that i've been uh thus far but uh maybe back in the day you know app state had a a good home atmosphere but they've grown that thing over over the years um but no that was one thing you always missed about um being here was was the the fan support that you get here it's it's big time and uh hoping for a crowd coming up saturday as east carolina takes on charlotte and we'll talk to some players on tuesday here from mike houston on tuesday as well but i'm not trying to force a rivalry or anything but just from geography that standpoint uh ecu and charlotte will probably become a rivalry here over the next few years especially when you get them two or three times a year in basketball you'll see them uh in baseball and then uh other sports women's hoops things like that and on the football field you want to you want to beat an in-state team it's got recruiting implications all kinds of implications so i'm going to ask the guys i don't know if they they care about it going into this year maybe it's a better question four five six years from now but uh it is nice to have an in-state team in this conference at least jason because it's so spread out you don't really get a rivalry so good to have uh charlotte in the conference from that standpoint no it is i tell you what it's, it's nice to have somebody here that you can you know call a right you know build a rivalry with you know it's built over the years but uh definitely have a disdain for them is what you want to do is go out there and just prove to them that we're east carolina and you're not were you in the conference usa days or were you before that I was in the Conference USA days. We just got in in 96. The early, uh, so, and in that conference, it was a, a spread out conference, but, and I guess you guys had already played Southern Miss in some games anyway uh, as a, an independent, but it, as crazy as it was, I mean, Greenville and Hattiesburg, not exactly neighbors, but that became a really good rivalry, A, because they were good teams, right? Yeah. And and fans that cared and uh, and really good games, too, between the two. S- similar situations, you know, when you think about the fan bases and all that good stuff. Uh, those guys did a great job down there. They had a lot of talent. I mean, there was a lot of guys that uh, played on those teams that went on to play in the NFL and had great careers. So it was one of the hardest-hitting games that we would play in in the year between those guys in Virginia Tech. Did Jeff Bauer, the coach, I believe, yes. all those years. Yes, that Coach Bauer. Had a lot of success there. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I kind of I kind of miss playing those guys. Good to have uh, Marshall back on the schedule, even though we uh, we lost that one this year. And App State, I, look, for it to be a rivalry, we're going to have to win some of them. But yeah. uh, we get them in our place next year, and that has turned into a fun game. Now I want to see us win one of those games. No doubt, man. That 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 has to be our goal, man. We, we got to own this, this state when yeah. it comes to playing teams like that. We got to get back to that. And, and I know those guys will. It, it, you know, we're, we're at a point where we're retooling on offense a little bit. Um, but, you know, with the, you know, the transfer portal and all that stuff now, you can hopefully get that done a little quicker. Yeah, and uh, I think we'll see some some overhaul offensively this offseason. You just got to imagine what we've seen so far out of the quarterback play. 
um it has not been up to par so we, we might uh, be going elsewhere for a qb we shall see uh, still a lot of football left to be played this year and jason kind of talked about this off the air and, and asked the question and i'll ask you and you you have no inside knowledge or anything so you're you're looking at it from the outside but uh, do, there's no way Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, and the staff thought they would de- be this far away at quarterback going into the year. I mean, they must have seen something they liked going into this season. Clearly, it has not clicked and not worked out, but uh, you, I assume they thought they had something here with these guys. Yeah, I, I would think they, they thought these guys would <clears throat> you know, play a little bit better than what they have. And, and, and let's face it now, we're looking at the quarterback because that's the one that sticks out. Yeah. But I promise you, when you go in there and you watch that film, it's going to be a lot of other things that's not happening that, that affects that quarterback's job. And so, uh, yeah, we look at the quarterbacks. They haven't been as productive of, as what we've seen in the past. But there's a lot of other things that are affecting them being able to get their job done to the to their ability. And so um, it, I'm sure they're going to address that. Um, but I don't think they missed the boat totally on those guys. I just think it's just been a lot of things that's, that's helped complicate the issue. Combined it with uh, the offensive line struggles and the, the departures there, combined it with all the drops this year. I mean, you're right. There, There's a lot. It's not just one quick fix, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that poor defense going to keep going out there getting stops and uh, trying to put us in good spots and that's all they can do right now they've they've certainly hit on that side of the ball so it's, it's been impressive to see how hard we've played over there and they have they've given us a chance in every ball game they've given us a chance to have an opportunity to win it at some point and um and hopefully we'll get over that here this weekend and find a way to go win one late or i, I take a blowout don't don't get me wrong sure but, uh sometimes you gotta learn how to go win one <coughs> to, to end up you know getting it done learning how to get it done we've talked about the players and them keeping in it and mentally and stuff have you ever been on a staff? Because I remember back in the skip days, they won some games. They won quite a few games, but sometimes the offense was tough to watch and the defense would pull them through. In the rough era, our defense would give up some points, but we would outscore some teams and uh, and the offense would win. Have you, you know, every you coach and the staff and everybody's got to be on one accord, but. I don't know. You ever been in any finger pointing? Like, man, nah. y'all got to pick it up. Come on. <laughs> nah. Never never been a part of that, you know, um, you know, as a coach. You know, you always preaching. This is a team effort. You know, everybody has to do their job. And um, when one side of the ball is struggling, you're hopefully hoping the other side can pick it up. And so I've never really been on a team where – the coaches or anything or finger pointing or anything like that. I mean, that's just not the nature. We're all in this bunker together. Um, and we're, and you know, those guys are working just as hard as you guys are working. So it's just a matter of just trying to, you know, keep, keep chopping wood, man, keep showing up, keep coaching them hard, you know, moments where you can help them grow. You just, you just do that. No. So nobody Ryan fist fight on the sidelines or anything like that. I, I haven't been, I haven't been <laughs> part of one of those. Yeah. Uh, those are few and far between, I would think. Uh, we got an Alex Bregman solo homer, so it is five to two now. Rangers still holding a lead over the Astros on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, presented by the Buck. The Buck. And Bregman put a charge into that one right off the. the I'm going to call it the fair pole. The fair I don't know why we call it the foul pole yeah, when right. it, you hit it. It's fair. Yeah. Come on. It counts. It's a fair pole. Uh, we'll take our final break. Come back. Get ready to wrap it up here on a Monday with Jason Nichols after these words. 
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a good day for the stock market. The Dow was up 314 points at 33,984. The NASDAQ was up 160 points at 13,560. S&P was up 45 at 4,373. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. All right, we've got Monday Night Football coming up tonight. 7.30. Jason... We got to stop talking about the Braves. We got to let it go. <laughs> Big offseason for the Braves. Jason wants some pitching, and he wants it now. He wants some top-end pitching. No doubt. Uh, Jason, who you got Cowboys Chargers tonight in L.A.? I'm going to go with the Cowboys. All right. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. We'll see you tomorrow. Jason, we'll talk to you Saturday. Yes, sir. like pregame tailgate. Thank you, man. Look forward to it. Chat gang, good show today. Enjoyed it. We'll see you fine people coming up Tuesday, 3 o'clock. Alec Burleson going to join us and Shane Carden as well, along with our regulars, Mac McCarthy, Bryce Williams, and Mike Mullis. We'll talk to you then. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.